Let's go. Okay, I'm already recording. Yo, 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 Maddie, give us a rap. Hungover raps. I'm tired. <laughs> Perspire. Got old spites on my retire. The smell. What the hell? I ring the bell. I went to church, but going to hell. Yeah. Yo, what's that smell? It's hydrated mind podcast. (laughs) I watched it the other day, dude. Uh, Hydrated mind podcast brought to you by Fit Soda. The greatest way to hydrate on the planet, uh, fortified with BCAAs and electrolytes, zero calories, zero artificial flavors, zero artificial colors. Basically, it's from a spring in the mountains of Austria. Huh? It's all natural. And we made it taste like a soda. So if you had a long night like Maddie Ghost and you're feeling a little hungover and you're, that's debatable and you're feeling hungover and you're feeling a little off and you need to hydrate, drink that. You need to hydrate the hydrated mind. You got hydration is the secret to life. What does Peloton say? Hydration station. Hydration station. Uh, you can find Fit Soda at Sprouts Nationwide and other select retailers. Go to our store locator and uh, just type in your uh, zip code. Is that easy? You don't have to email us or send us DMs. We're not your assistant. Go to our store locator. Can you turn my headphones up with just a scooch? That's, that's just a scoosh? No, it's go. not. We're not your assistant. Go to the store locator. That's why we built one and updated it every day. Well, we did Every update. other day. So every other week. Uh, you can find us at High V. You can find us at uh, Sprouts. I already said that. Um, again, go to the store locator. Uh, we'll, we, we are restocking on Amazon soon. We had some supply chain issues along with every other brand in the world. We also switched. Uh, our, it, it doesn't really matter the backstory, but we'll be available again on Amazon. Uh, I'm hoping next week. I'm pushing everybody to get it done by next week. Uh, so, uh, which leads us into the topic of the show, which is burnout, because I'm going to push everyone to get it done by next week. Uh, we're going to talk about burnout on the show today. If uh, you know um, professional burnout, or do you work so much that you just hate your job? Are you tired? Are you overwhelmed? Um, we're going to talk about that today with our generation. What do you guys? Why? Is why the female chromosome? We're millennials. Yeah, you guys are turds. I, th- I think it's why. Yeah, you're you're a millennial. I'm a millennial. I love that they gave your generation the Y symbol. That's no, the one before us. You're a Y. Okay, you guys don't have to yell. He's a Y actually. I'm Wait, all the alpha. The one before us is Z. No, Gen Z's next, right? Yeah, you guys are Ys. I'm a millennial. Well, we can Google it. Okay, so uh, burnout on the show. Um, it's going to be an interesting topic because I definitely have felt it. I know Gina's felt it, uh, and I have some interesting ideas on it. Uh, and I know the boys have some thoughts on it too. So, uh, also new to the show today, new to the company, Carson Calloway. Hey, hey. Carson Calloway in the building. The what did I say, Carson Calloway? Carson Calloway. Oh fuck, Come Carson Calloway. Carson Calloway. I mean. It's a, it's a K where I come from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a K uh, in the fucking Just so you guys know, that. Carson is a talker, so, uh, <laughs> you know, just yeah. be ready, folks. Buckle the fuck up. <laughs> we um, muted his microphone because it's yeah. too much. Uh, so, yeah, excited for the show. Um, I guess, so going into current events, Maddie, you want to give me a news? We need a news button. Jeff just called me. Did he? Yeah. Oh, God. I know. We're already starting. That's the news sound. That's how I feel about the news. <laughs> did Jeff really just call you? He did. I don't, I don't know why. He's at the airport already? Oh, is he trying to get a hold of you guys? I'm at gate C. You guys have <laughs> to start. Tell everyone what happens when you can't get up. People can't get a hold of me. They call everybody else around him. Everybody in the company. It starts with me. 
Did you, and then Kayla? Did you miss a call from Jeff? Call no. Jeff. Should we just call him in right now? Probably. Let's do it. No. Okay. <laughs> no. He's at the he's at the airport. Currently. Um. So obviously the Ukrainian thing is is a uh, it's crazy. A conundrum. Um. I guess first and foremost to the people of Ukraine or anyone in the U.S. from Ukraine or with people or family and friends affected by the war. Our hearts go out to you. I, we really mean that. Uh, it's in, it's crazy that that's happening to you. It's crazy that that it's so surreal. Um, I've also I think it's one of the most incredible things to see how that the people of that country, whether re- they're still reacting. there or not, like left a long time ago. But yeah, it was it, there. The way that they're coming together makes me. It's like Insp- resembles Inspo? that nine eleven feeling of like when the yeah. whole country was like fuck that. Can you imagine if you woke up tomorrow Come and China, and China was invading or like a country was invading? Can you even fathom? I, it's hard for me to fathom. The two guys that told the warships to go fuck themselves? Heroes. <laughs> oh, yeah. The guys on the island. Yeah. Warship shows up. Did you guys see that story? No. This warship comes off the coast of Odessa, this little island, and the, the Russians tap into their communications. and they're, they're basically like surrender, and the Ukrainians said, go fuck yourself. They ultimately ended up all dying. Rest in peace. Uh, but yeah, Heroes warriors, death. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Heroes death. So yeah, shout out to all the people in Ukraine. I would tell you, keep punching, keep fighting, never give in, never and out of the fight come and take it. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a tough war. You know, it's, uh, I think it's going to go into an insurgency mode where the, you know, the whole country's fighting insurgents. I don't know any motherfucking I got not insurgents. one insurgent friend. Detergent mode. <laughs> this hoodie is hot. I know you look great. Oh, it's warm. <laughs> oh, temperature. <laughs> I got you. I think. I mean, oh. yeah. Every, there's fear. Of, you know, Putin. Of course, that guy's. Dude, that construction. Everyone knows how powerful he is. Fucking awful. But They're I think like right there with the backhoe. Cool. Don't mind. Don't mind our construction noise. It all adds oh. to the flavor. It makes it real. Huh? 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 It's really giving a downtown vibe. So this morning it was announced Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher to match up to $3 million to help Ukrainian refugees. Fuck. Oh, she's Ukrainian. Or Russian or Ukrainian? I don't know. She's hot. I think she's Russian. Maddie, can you Google that and see? Yes. I think she's Russian. She's a babe. What a, what a good mad. looking power couple, eh? They've received like, I think the, I saw on the news this morning, it was $51.7 million in crypto. Went to Ukraine, so it's... Not through any obviously bank. Well, but the Bitcoin price is down this morning, so uh, someone gave him a NFT worth over a million dollars. You almost expect people like Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis to do things like this. She looks like she is Ukrainian. because they were born with everything. <laughs> oh, cool! She is Ukrainian. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like if they didn't give, you'd be like, "You're a piece of shit." Or they could just talk about it on social media. They're, yeah. they're praying for them. Guys, don't worry. And not to make light of the situation, but um, I like to make jokes. Just don't worry. Every middle-aged white woman in this country ah! is, it's praying is for saving Ukraine. Russia. They're, they're, all the Karens are mobilizing. <laughs> One yoga they're pose at a time. About it. <laughs> they're praying they're for Ukraine. They're posting about it. Uh, there's some really upset They're going to do puppies and yoga. They're going to raise a little bit of money. Yeah. Maddie, you, you and I joked in the car yesterday, speaking of war, like I would go to war immediately. I wouldn't even question it. It's in my DNA. I'm a warrior. I'm a fighter. Uh, if someone invaded our country, I would immediately stop everything and, and go to the front lines. Yeah. I'd go. You had a different opinion yesterday. I said I'll make y'all soup. <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay home. Wow. <laughs> I'm still I would helping. go. Fuck yeah, I'd go. 
You don't need my diabetic, asthmatic ass on the front lines. I'll just lose it for you. <laughs> it's like putting Rudy on your team. Rudy did a Rudy good job. Rudy fucking killed it. Rudy so. uplifted okay, people. Maybe. You're right. <laughs> you just be like the water boy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'll make y'all soup. I'll be back there. He was the, Maddie was the trumpet player at the beginning of the the Redcoats where he's like dee, 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 dee. I just play my music <laughs> or that was a red that was us I'll play my it. songs and the people are like we give up just stop playing stop the house music Please you guys stop win stop with the fucking <laughs> treble you guys win um, so no what do you Maddie like honestly what do you think about this Ukrainian uh, the, the, have you given it much thought zero thought honest to God so what do you think about then let's I think, think it's about. very sad that people are fighting I don't like that um, well, that it wasn't like an agreed war either. It was just I know wars, these are wars agreed on. Well, no, but you know, like, hey, we're like, going to come over there and start some you know, shit. Are you like, cool con- with that? Like it's honestly <laughs> back and forth for so long, but it Yet. was all of a sudden he was just like, here I come. Yeah. Putin is a bad vibe. And that was a dick move. That's the it thought that dick I've, move. I've have put into it. Dick move. Yeah. It's weird too. Cause uh, most of our prior generations, I feel like every one of them grew up with war. Uh, you know, I, and it goes back to too, like everyone, you know, I know there was a big movement. It's good that consciousness is on the rise and people are being better to each other and recognizing things. And, but you realize every country, every great house, every great nobility, every great country started on the bones of a war of conquering of conflict, conflict. I love that quote in uh, furry fury. When he goes, ideals are peaceful. History is violent. Uh, I think the prior generations before us, Wow. Oh, a thunderstorm's happening. Whoa, what? it's raining so in Denver. Moody. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Not rubble. Uh, are used to it. We are live from Ukraine right now. <laughs> That was not funny. Wow. <laughs> not funny. Coming to awkward your front. Awkward laugh, awkward laugh, awkward from laugh. From Ukraine. <laughs> huh? you. <laughs> Is it your, your family's not Ukrainian? Slovakian. Slovakian. Yeah. We have Slovakian and Latvian. Okay. That's why I have moles. They're worried those countries could get invaded. I know. I'm, I'm kind of worried about Riga. They say the hottest people come from Riga. Okay, that. Huh? <laughs> What? Wrong button. The hottest people come from huh? Urena. Huh? Riga. Uriga? Riga, Latvia. Riga. It's the capital of Latvia, dog. Get cultured. No. The hottest people come from like Finland and Sweden. You should see some Riga hoes, dude. Oh, you've seen lots of Riga hoes? Oh, yeah. You have tons of them? I Googled it once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did a tag search on Instagram. Um... Yeah, I think it's a, it's yeah, I think it's alarming for uh, isn't it weird too that we just got out of a conflict Iraq but Iraq was so it took twenty years so I think people were just like got bored yeah <laughs> I hate to laugh at that but it's true Fuck. and this one's so much more serious it it could I mean if China decides to step on the gas invade Taiwan we're it's we're on the verge of what could be a world war I mean I do think it's a little. I'm going to say things like a little sad because I don't want this to seem political at all, but it is sad that we are giving this so, I mean, under, it should have the attention. Don't want to say it shouldn't, but that we're giving this so much airspace when, when we did pull out of Iraq, the 13 soldiers are just, we just kind of like some people died. Anyways, moving on. Coronavirus. And you're like, what the fuck? What happened to coronavirus? It's gone now. Yeah. Putin said, that's about enough of that. You know, Putin was actually, he was actually COVID f- afraid. He would be. He actually, uh, they verified that he cordon- he quarantined himself f- the entire time. You're afraid of that? 
Which is why that's they, your fear. Which is why they think he's gone off the deep end. Oh, uh, because he's quarantined. Yeah, he's yeah, just, he's just alone with his it. thoughts, but thinking not, of like, fucked up, weird, aggressive shit. Of all things, that's what Putin. That's what got him. Yeah, they're scared of COVID, bro. Why don't you guys threaten some sort of like? I'd be more afraid of bombing innocent women and children, yeah. <laughs> not COVID. <laughs> no. That's interesting. He's, wash your hands before you touch the missiles. Well, don't touch me. It could be one of those things too. They're, they're starting to really <laughs> question his mental acuity. And I don't think anyone should be president after 70. I'm going to go like 60. Like it's probably time to look at six. How about the normal retirement age? 65. You can't be president <laughs> yeah. after 65. Wasn't it 55 or did they up that? Oh no. It's America. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> you can't retire at 55. You got your fucking mind. Like in 92. Unless you have a hundred million in the bank. Yeah, that's like it literally used to half be your like life. 55. I think when I was growing up, like my mom, I would hear that age. You know, even with a million dollars right now, adjusted for inflation, if you guys retired, you'd run out of money unless you lived in a hut and washed your own clothes and made your own carrots. <laughs> Primarily carrots. Mostly yeah. carrots. I want to make some carrots, dude. Beta How do you make carrots? <laughs> There's beta in an oven. <laughs> Duh. Everybody knows that. Um, yeah, Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher. Uh, that's dope. They're giving their money. I mean, again, I feel like if you if you're them and you don't give money, you're kind of a dick. They, I mean, but he's all like he's been involved in a lot of <laughs> philanthropy. Talk about I mean, a guy. He's the guy yeah. he set up uh, to go get. Uh, women and children. Out of He's been really involved in uh, stopping trafficking of women. Which, by the way, there's estimates today that we have more slaves in modern world today than we did hundreds of years ago. By slaves, I mean women who get kidnapped and forced into uh, the sex trade. Pretty crazy. I know some guys from my old church when I was uh, going to church every day. Uh, these guys from the church who were Navy SEALs put a group together. One of the stories is a girl from our church got kidnapped. This, cra- this story is crazy. This girl from our church gets kidnapped on a mission. I think in South America, because that's, that's the... They're, they're, they're number one in kidnapping. Like, they're killing it. They're like Heinz ketchup. Like, you just... If you want to be a kidnapped country, then... I don't trying know to get you, yeah. you should head over there. Uh, yeah, Mexico is like if the hurts. Learn how the to hurts really of kidnapping. I almost got kidnapped in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I swear to God, I almost got kidnapped in Mexico. Dude, almost everyone's got kidnapped I saved in Mexico. Like two I don't even know it. With me, it was terrifying. So she gets kidnapped from this mission, and obviously, people in Mexico they're kidnapping women to force them into becoming prostitutes, etc. And yes. uh, we come into church one day, and unbeknownst to the congregation, they had told they had formed an elite group of these ex special forces guys. And God's soldiers and sent them to Mexico because they couldn't get through to like the police and they went and fucking took her back. And on Sunday, say her name again. Yeah. They brought her up on stage and they're like, we went and got her back. Like, whoa, gangster shit. That's hardcore, dude. Gangster shit. I'm going to hit a button. That's There's always actually something I wanted uh, to be involved in is same. If I had you. if I had a hundred million dollars, I've said this on podcast before. I mean, one of the reasons I've always wanted to make a lot of money is to be a modern day Batman. If you see problems in the world and you have enough money, you can make a dent in it. That's pretty special. Um, but yeah, there's a group of guys. We watched that documentary on those dudes who they. Yeah, I, I uh, donate to them every month. The Operation Under, Underground. The divers. No, they are. He's um. That was a weird leap. Matt hasn't slept tonight. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> no, they do. The divers. Uh, There's a documentary about the divers that save people. <laughs> Farming's cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's a guy at a Utah uh, thing, and he recruits yeah special forces guys. Um, but he's out of Utah, and he's himself. He's taken in, I don't know, like three or four uh, orphans that have been involved in the trafficking in that trade. So 
he's just, he's an incredible human being. His whole family's just, uh, they like aren't real. The, how giving and, uh, they, yeah, they're amazing. But he has a Operation Underground that, I think it's Operation Underground. I hope I'm not messing that up. But Google. Um, yeah, they, they became more well-known when they put out a uh, documentary. I think it was on Netflix. And it's about this little boy in Haiti that's been missing for several years and the dad just won't give up. I mean, as any parent, they wouldn't do that. But I think you're talking about the movie Taken? Uh, no. It's uh, a real one. Okay. <laughs> but no, there's people that just, that's their whole life is just being involved and going undercover and like having to, I can't imagine that side of it. Is it being called Operation under- Underground Railroad? Yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, Tim Ballard. Yes, Tim Ballard. Shout Gangster. Out. But I keep like they go undercover all the time, or like women go undercover, men like to buy women and children. Ooh. And it's I that side of it is those people have there's something in them that is yeah that, that's just not normal. It's so incredible that they can take that away and just be pretend that whole time that they want that, they're into that. And I would break. Yeah. I would break. Like, I'm just gonna kill you. No, you'd rise to the challenge. I mean, if it came to like a child, yeah. Yeah. I would. Where I would fall apart is when guys prank each other on television. That's where I'd break character. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Saving women from the sex trade, I think I could stay in character. Every time I watch those but guys. Practical really, jokers. No, I'd fucking that's fall it, apart no. on practical jokers. That's it for dude. me. That's my bugaboo. Fucking fall apart. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are special humans, man. To give up your life uh, in the in the service of others is... Obviously, one of the most noble things you can do, right? Um, if everyone thought that way, can you imagine if the world shifted 1%? You're not even talking about a big percentage. If, if everyone's minds shifted one more percentage to how can I serve other people, the world would change. It would be a completely different place. Uh, We're a selfish species. We are very selfish. And we have to unlearn selfishness. Like when we're kids, we're fucking assholes. We'll punch a, we'll punch another human in the face over a toy, and we don't even know what it means. We're born we're born degenerates. Mm-hmm. You have to learn sharing. We teach sharing in preschool. And you wonder if that's like a DNA thing, like a prehistoric thing. It's just yeah, like, give me. It's survival. Yeah, it is survival. It's like scarce resources. It's yeah, why would I give that, that to Maslow you? Thing. I took it. It's mine. Chris never learned sharing in preschool. Never learned. Mm-hmm. No, it's because I grew up in what basically would you be the teacher. same as a penitentiary in high school. So everything about my prior also life. You punched your kindergarten teacher. I did punch my kindergarten teacher. So funny story. That's not nice. I got kicked out of my uh, my kindergarten. It was private. I don't know what you call that. Private you kindergarten ba- school. got bounced from kindergarten. <laughs> I did. Uh, it was hot dog day. Oh, no. My favorite. I was going to say. <laughs> it was food related. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah, yeah. Of course. We're gonna do a hot dog cheat day. Uh, we already did biker gyms. Oh yeah, and it sucked. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that good? Oh, so we should go to a cart somewhere like a, like a shitty one. Yeah, we gotta leave a nightclub and go to one of those ones out <laughs> oh, there. Like, so cook good. it on tin foil. Oh god. I also want to do a cheat day where I make uh, sandwiches, but they're my, my creation. Ooh. Who gets to rate them? Uh, me. You guys could rate them. That'd be a fun one. You guys just went in on him, on him. We should do a cheat day segment on the pod sometime and just bring in sandwiches. Yeah. Um, we chew loudly in the microphone. So hot dog day. And it was also the day you get chocolate milk. Remember when we get chocolate milk at school? 
In a little carton. There's just like a buzz about you when you're a kid and you know it's chocolate milk day. You just fucking get off the bus. Hey, I'm going to get some fucking chocolate Nothing milk. Nothing excited little Chris more than food and chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that kid from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the fat German kid. Augustus. Glue. Augustus. Um, that might be my DJ name. Gloop. <laughs> Gloop. That's pretty good. Uh, so I'd already buried two of them, I think. Uh, and by the way, for those of you who can't tell how big I am on, on camera or f- by my voice, I'm 6'3", 285, uh, which is just obscene. <laughs> I'm almost there. And I was basically 6'1", <laughs> 240 in kindergarten. I was a big kid. I, I've said this before on shows. I don't, for, this is mostly for Carson. I, my parents had to buy me T-shirts for Little League teams because the Little League shirts never fit. <laughs> So there'd be this picture of all my friends like in their cool jersey and then me with like black jerseys and then I'd have like a white t-shirt on from Walmart. With an adult hat and shit. Like Sharpie says Miller on the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, the teacher, I remember it vividly. It's one of those memories. You know how like you have vivid memories that you can still see? Uh, I can see it. She was, I was sitting at the table facing east. Probably facing the wall. And she... Uh, I was like, hook me up with another dog. Yo, give me that glizzy. Give me that glizzy, dog. (laughs) And she basically said no. And when she turned around, I I smacked, I punched her in the back. Oh. Yeah, and then uh, I never went back. You were invited to never come back again. So that's why you just stopped going to school at kindergarten? Yeah. (laughs) You just went straight into prison. And then I've been raised by wolves. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, fuck it, I'll go to prison now. I'm an entrepreneur now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need school. That's how most entrepreneurs get started, eh? Yeah, a bunch of their teachers in the book. How'd you become an entrepreneur? I went to prison for 10 years. It was either prison or or that, so one of the two. I read the dictionary. (laughs) I used to rob banks, and now I work in finance. Um, Yeah, but my upbringing was tough, man. It brought out those uh, predator. No, I think you were born with that. I think everyone's born with it. Mine was nourished, though. Now mine was chill as fuck, dude. Yeah, there was no nature versus nurture. It was just one straight across the board for you. Yeah. Anger. Uh, okay, so uh, next one. Speaking of fighting. Oh yeah, no, we'll do. It. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick UFC uh, picks too, uh, and tell you who my bets are this week. Plus, we have one of our coios. Uh, employees and athletes. Now we're gonna sponsor him because fuck fit. Aid. I don't like Fit Aid. I don't like them. I don't. I'm going to crush you guys. I Ooh, hope you hear I've this. I've never even heard of that brand. I have. Sounds like some dog shit. Yeah. Here's another funny story. We were at uh, we were at Wadapalooza, uh, and uh, Fit Aid was having an after party. And this was right when we started drinks. Well, you had me back at an after party. So I walk in, and the, me and the CEO get introduced to each other, and I was like, "Oh, you're the CEO of Killcliff, which is their competitor." And I was in his house. Didn't you first ask who he was? I yeah, I don't know. It was really rude. I was you guys really all rude. Know each other, like know what each other look like. Who oh, CEOs of drink brands? I'm sure everyone knows what he looks like. I, I doubt forget. it. By the way, we should pull up Jack Allwack on this podcast today. <laughs> I went through his Instagram last night and was like, could not stop staring at it. He's my favorite. Talk about a CEO. That's. Off his fucking rocker. Uh, all awesome. Jack Alwak. It's uh, his his Instagram handle is Bang CEO. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy's a clown. You ain't banging. You ain't hanging. It's so awkward. Welcome to the supplement showdown. Welcome to the supplement showdown. He's, like, He's always going like this too. 
Is that the old man thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This like weird point, like you never yeah, know where he's pointing. Um, he does okay. Have the bang chain. The I'll bang pull. chain. I do want a fit soda chain. Let me pull this. Uh, <laughs> they're crushing Hair it. Hair plugs are fucking sweet. Fire. Let's go to desktop and see what this looks like. Look at this. I mean, Probably. that one is. He makes me want to cover my privates. <laughs> yeah, he seems Look, like a touchy guy. The, <laughs> he's doing the old man thing when they don't realize that their front camera's on. Can you go to his Instagram? Yeah. His Instagram is shocking. Maybe I need to be more outlandish. Uh, does it say Instagram? Yeah. Yes. My eyes are blurry. <laughs> no, scroll down. Click on... Uh, that one. Uh, yeah. Why not? Where's the sound? I don't know. Just click on this manage right here. Oh, it's going to be loud. <laughs> cool shot. Wow, dude. It's so funny. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, hold on. So this is stop. Is he, you know, stop. Goes, cut, stop. Shush. Stop this. Exit out now. Okay. Jesus. You can say please, bro. I did. No, Scroll didn't. down. Scroll. Scroll. Uh. Scroll. Oh. Okay. Now go up a little. Sorry. Which one? Go up a little. I'll tell you. Where is it? You weirdo. It's the most awkward. Okay. Okay. Wait. Hold on. It's a little bit lower. I haven't. I know. Seen anything not awkward? I know. Let's go a little lower. A little. A little lower. A little lower. Uh huh. A little lower. This is really engaging. <laughs> a little lower. Uh huh. A little lower. Where the? Look at that, dude. That's pretty funny. Oh, right there. Okay. So UFC 272 is coming up. It's him hugging this guy. Maddie, focus. This one. Yes. I can't see. Okay, now pause it. Okay. This is him. This is like weird clips of him fishing. And then Colby Covington is fighting uh, uh, Jorge Masvidal at UFC 272. Gina and I and some of the Fit Soda team will be ringside in Las Vegas. Uh, No one will hear this, but uh, we we will put out a video clip. Maddie's going to clip it. But this is a weird video of him fishing, and then he has the weirdest interaction with Colby Covington, who they sponsor. Play the tape. And you gotta unmute it too. Yeah. Super exciting now. This is what you're gonna see at the fight. <laughs> All right, friends, God bless. Take care. Wow. He's he's basically using like splice loops to make a song. This is the worst music I've ever heard in my life. How awkward was that? That was really awkward. Reinvent the game, reinvent the name. I wonder if they probably have a Spotify playlist. <laughs> Drive around through Click the on bay. one where he's like looking into the camera and you, you we get some dialogue. Okay, here we go. It exceeds all expectation and how I revolutionized the creative process. First, let's get those creative juices flowing. 
I continue to challenge our staff to do things differently by transcending all previous innovations with every successive new innovation. Bringing the band is a phrase I made up to describe bringing the fun and excitement to accomplish things never before accomplished. Bringing the band occurs when we work together to achieve Hold on, pause. a bolder and more brilliant He's kind of like Trump where everything he says is like, I invented the greatest thing ever and we do things that no one's ever done. You're it's like, yeah, you really, have. It's all really, really, really unique, really great things. This isn't even that of an awkward post. He has some where he goes on about religion and. God. We've never done anything like this before. We are behind the scenes of the video production of our brand new Bang Energy flavor, Raging Raspberry Hibiscus. And yes, I'm sure you can tell we are at the Owak Bang Energy Mansion and we are turning this place into a raging party. So join us. <laughs> Oh, it's a moment, though. Oh, no. So weird. Dude. I hate YouTube families, dude. You hate YouTube families? Like, when you profit off of, like, your kids, it's exploitive. Wait, go down. Far left. This one? Yeah. It's showtime. Bang energy. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Can I make you some content like this, bro? Cringe. What the fuck is that? Why does he have a drum set? He plays the drum. Do you think he makes this music himself? Yep. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird to look hard when you're drinking the world's smallest cup and you're in orthopedic shoes is it me like i know i'm competitive and i don't like other ceos or have other beverage companies but is he not is that not the most cringy awkward the point that like oh, the weird yeah can't argue with their results though cheers to this oh, amazing new it. flavor i created to fuel your i created This one's pretty normal. <laughs> Except for that. <laughs> oh All right, guy. Let's move on. Yeah, let's get out of this guy. Uh, you can get lost in his Instagram for hours. Okay, other other current event I want to talk about, and we'll do, we'll move on quick. Is uh, Anna Sorkin? No one. Yeah. Gina watched this. This story is pretty inventing crazy. Anna. Yeah, inventing Anna. So they made a Netflix special about it. Have you seen this? Uh, no, but I've heard about it. Carson, everybody. Hey, do you hear that? Heat. Have you have you watched it? Is it good? It's, it's good. Really good. So the story is, it's this girl who, and it's still debatable. Or did they prove that she's not an heiress? She blew no, up on it. Proved it. She, she blew up on Instagram by spent spent time in prison. She's out. She's out and, and she, now she's suing her IG. She's suing this country uh, okay. because she didn't get a booster shot for COVID okay. in prison. Well, so it's this girl who her. this girl who uh, was an immigrant to this country and she did the Instagram flex and did it well enough that people thought she was a German heiress. And then as she's living in New York and. It's kind of, I kind of picked this topic because I was talking to you boys yesterday about confidence with women and how confidence in life is just, it moves mountains. Even oh, if, yeah, we were even, schooling you on that, huh? Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah. That's why I feel so confident this morning. No, you came in just bright and shiny, dude. Uh, she basically played the confidence game 
Convinced a bunch of people in New York that she was this person. High powered. And then raised $50 million. Is that with, Cambridge Analytica? Lady? Excuse you? What? Isn't, Are you okay? Isn't that Did you make, do you make carrots? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Did you bake carrots? <laughs> My brain is a baked carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Can you, okay. I'll, I'll look, but keep going. And she, uh, without any business experience, she's at the time 23, 24. She convinces one of the biggest law firms in New York to and give her hedge funds and hedge funds to give her 50 million bucks. And it all came out of thin air just because she was, I would say because she was good at the confidence game. She wore nice clothes. She pretended to speak the language, the lang- the lingo. She, she was confident in her, her concepts, even though she had never done anything in life. And she basically defrauded all these major guys in New York city. These dudes who are serious she also, players though, to give her credit. She's also very, very smart. Yeah, every con man is really intelligent. Like she's she's the good ones. <laughs> she's done a gra- I mean, she's brilliant. She's mathematically smart. She's the way that she holds you, herself speaks. What do you know like, her SAT scores? Uh, no, but I definitely did my research on her. Uh, okay. But she, no, she's so when she was brought to the table with these high-powered financial institutions and high-powered men and you know, she could hold court at a table and knew what she was talking about and could build out pro formas and business plans. And so it wasn't like, I just really want to do this thing. And like, I'm really good at, she was really smart about doing it. And so met like these, like the top C-suite men at these financial institutions were like, okay, yeah, fuck, I'll give you the money. Let's figure it out. And everyone wanted to be around her. She was contagious. So she was, I mean, part of you is like, I mean, it's kind of your fault. You fucking fell for it. Yeah. Why are you guys all mad at her? So there's part of me that was like, why are you guys blaming her? You fell for it. That's your problem. But she's also kind of shitty. So, I mean, she did steal a ton of money, but yeah, you can watch the show on Netflix. It's really good. Tiny little thing. And just, what do you, what do you, what would you say is a, a life her. lesson out of that? One of the life lessons I oh, get out of it is get you whatever play, you want, play the game. Have confidence and play the game. Fake it till you make it. People yeah. like parents say that you can be whatever you want, but there is some truth to that. If you are confident enough and you believe it's almost like a pathological belief of if you go into narcissism. it, it's actually called narcissism, I believe. Psychopathy maybe, maybe? Maybe is narcissism psychopathy? is a good thing. Most narcissists get stuff done. <laughs> but yeah, if you right. have enough, if you really are that insane to believe that you can do that. I mean, we, you can see it in that whole series. It's possible. You can get people that you can slightly manipulate enough to get what you want. It was crazy. She like, yeah, scorched earth in New York with elites, people that like are untouchable. And she just walked right in. She's incredible. I kind of want to, can we get her on the podcast? That'd be sick. We zoom her in. Let's Dude, get her I'd on the podcast. To, I'd love to talk to her. I don't think she's a bad person at all. I think she played the game and people fell for it and are pissed. That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, because again, if I, I could tell you guys that it's I know business, enough guys on Wall Street that those guys lie, cheat, fake. Fucking steal all day. All day long. Some girl did it to them and they threw her, they threw her in jail got, for it. Yeah, they got their feelings hurt. We should have her on the show. That'd I be think. Dope. I mean, she did some shitty things, but who the fuck hasn't? No, I'd love to have that a world. whole special with her on like confidence, on faking it till you make it. The the one glitch to her though is that she doesn't think she faked it. So like, she, this is all real. She's pretty sure it's all real. 
pretty confident in that. Like she, even in court, like it's real. She was like holding on to that. And you're like, I think at some point you need to be like, okay, I lied. Hmm. But, but that might be the intriguing part of her is that she's still like, no, I am. You're like, fuck, okay. <laughs> wow. You are an heiress. I'm sorry. Yeah. Pretty incredible little, she's like a mini human. So how many stars out of 10 would you rate this show? Uh, information wise, 10. Entertainment wise, seven. It's not. It's still up there. That's a C. It's a C plus. Yeah. Or C what, plus. About, what about Julia Gardner's uh, performance? So is that the girl that plays her? So she's yeah. Ruthie in Ozark. So immediately you're just. I can't tell in the show if she's act like her acting is horrible or it's so good that. It's so good. Her acts, that girl's, she nailed it. She was spot on. She did a fucking incredible job. I think she played her perfectly. Portrayed. She was great in Ozark. But I think she did a great job because she, even acting, like she had to act to be, to pretend to be real, to pretend again. Like that was a tough, for I would assume for an actor, that's a really tough role is to, Know that you're acting, but then you have to pretend to be real to be pretend. Like it's a trippy kind of. Yeah, it's like. It's an inception. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Meta acting. But her accent was just so terrible. But that was her accent or is her accent, I suppose. But she had the, Ah. like the emotions that she had to, it was, she had to like show these spoiled kind of like, I get whatever I want emotions mixed with this confidence. Like her stare too, when she was like really nailing someone on. Ruthie's a badass. But even in uh, Inventing Anna, she had, when she oh was like schooling, God. like she would school the top. I mean, it was pretty cool. I saw a meme the other day floating around that had a picture of Ruthie. You know, she has that tight Jerry curl. Mm-hmm. And it said, uh, I'm going to tell my kids this was Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Okay, watch the show Becoming Anna. It's good on Netflix uh, and whatever. Uh, she has an IG too, the real Anna. She does have an IG. You guys should reach out, see if we can get her on the show. I fucking love hey, to talk to her. Can we send you some sodas and a shirt? <laughs> just wear an extra sauce shirt. She's going to ask for money. Guaranteed. She'll tell everyone she invented it. Go ahead. Okay. Um, PR. I invented extra sauce. Matt, are you ready to clip this? Okay. Uh, UFC 272, Gina and I leave today, actually, in the next hour to go to the fights in Las Vegas. Uh, one of our own is fighting on the card. Uh, Dustin Jacoby. Oh, Dustin. Go DJ. Let's go, Dustin. Let's go, Dustin. So my pick, obviously, for this fight uh, against Michael, I'm not going to say his last name. I won't even give him the credit, is Dustin Jacoby's second round knockout. I think if you're a betting man or woman, you got to put your money on DJ. In terms of the main fight, we don't have enough for an entire clip to go through the whole roster, but... I got my boy Jorge winning the fight in a knockout. It's going to be a crazy fight. I can't wait. I think Mazdaval knocks Colby Covington out. In fact, I hope he does because he has a big mouth. Uh, But I have Jorge, and I'm going to bet Jorge. I think it's going to go into later rounds. I'm going to say fourth round TKO Mazdaval. So if you're betting on, uh, and our show is sponsored by DraftKings. Uh, place all your bets on DraftKings. Uh, Sportsbet.com. Masvidal, fourth round TKO. Are you betting? On the ground or? No, I bet he knocks him out. Oh. With a knee. Okay. Oh. Are you going to go throw some money down in Vegas? 
Yeah, no, our show is sponsored by DraftKings. Oh. Go to DraftKings.com <laughs> to place all your sports bets. One of the best platforms in the world to make your bets. By the way, on DraftKings, since they are a sponsor of the show, you can uh, you know you can Who bet on guy? DraftKings uh, as the fights go. They change the odds every minute, which is for degenerate gamblers, it's got to be a problem. Also, disclaimer, since we are sponsored by a betting app. Weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, if you have a problem or an addiction to gambling, uh, Maddie's going to put the number up on the code. screen. Uh, call and get help. It's a serious issue. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I just did an ad for drafting. I'm so lucky that gambling is my only thing I'm not addicted to. <laughs> oh, I love a good penny slot. Um, I'm excited for you guys. I hope you watch the fight. We're actually going to fight after. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah. I got my money on Carson. Yeah, he actually works out. <laughs> yeah. I'm a diseased alcoholic. He's guy. more focused than you, too. Be like yeah. during the fight, no, Carson's will be like, like one of those. Dude, have you ever thought about meta shit? Like, <laughs> if there were two universes parallel to each other, Carson's like one of those dinosaurs ankle biters. <laughs> yeah, they were herbivores, dude. <laughs> Carson's an ankle biter, like one of those. Like, he's like, a like I was always afraid of like small girls, like if like. Because in my eye, it was like, no, 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 hold on. I'm getting to a point. That's when I would fight, shit. no, when I would fight somebody, it was like, if I fought another girl, I would, it, they, I was always like looked at kind of like you were by like smaller girls and I, they fucking attack hard, hard. So yeah, I'm afraid. I don't know. <laughs> Big guys, you're like, yeah, you, they have to hit you with one punch, but the smaller guys, you're like, that guy's going to just whirl around you and then like break your fucking Achilles. I'm pretty you know, good at no getting idea. out of fights. I don't know if he holds on tight enough. He's like in a, um, Ace Ventura when they unleash the guy in the backpack. That's oh, Carson. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's, I forgot. That is the best movie. When nature, I got in trouble so much as a kid for doing the yodel thing with my butt. Like Ace Ventura would do. He's like, oh, all right. Spank you, happy Helperton. <laughs> I, we, we, uh, oh, I watched it not too long ago. Just as, yeah, tripped down memory wow, lane. And I was like, dude. it's not that it's, Not that good? And I mean, like, Dumb it's and so Dumber cheesy, is so though. classic. Like, but that was comedy then. Was like Ace Ventura was so, it's so slappy. And like, you're just like, I don't know how we got conned by this when we were kids. Because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Now we have shows like Euphoria where all they show is buttholes and dicks and drug use. And <laughs> Isn't that a shift in society? Yeah, bring me back to hunting for animals. Yeah, I want somebody coming out. I want Jim Carrey coming out of a rhino's asshole. Yeah, where oh the biggest God, problem is there's that. a lost dolphin. He's like, chin, chin, big bang, chin, chin, big bang. Oh, my. We love you. He was on coke. He's like a glove. He was on coke for 20 years. Uh, Do you have oh. any more of that gum? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'll thank you for staying out of my business. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it isn't the Monopoly guy. <laughs> we can just quote that for another half an hour. I, I could walk through that whole movie. <laughs> if it isn't the Monopoly guy. Hey, was that UFC clip long enough? Oh, yeah. Okay. Clip this. Clip it. Clip it. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. Carson, can you be him for Halloween, the guy in the backpack? And I'll carry you around. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pull that out. I want to pull through <laughs> I'll look into it. <laughs> God, that'd be fucking funny. And I'll be Ace Ventura. Be the monop- I, Can I be Ace the Monopoly Ventura guy? For many times for Halloween. I'll be the Monopoly guy. I've lost like five pounds. Uh, I'm feeling svelte. Me too. 
I got up to 290. I love that men can just wake oh up one Oh my day. God. Fuck, yep. Oh, let's go to images. I don't want to watch it because we'll get in trouble. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> go to the... Look at him in the backpack. Wait, click on the one in the back. Is that that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Carson. You have to now, bud. Yep. You can't turn that down. Oh my God, I'll make you the back. What the fuck? White devil, white devil. <laughs> uh, that's awkward. The U.S. Marine stuff to do a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, speaking of the chatty Kathy over here in the corner, do you know Carson wants to do improv? Yeah. No way. Carson, why do you, why do you want to do improv? Uh, just a... Like work on communication skills and witty banter in like social situations. You don't think you have those skills? Uh, I think I could. I think I could work on those skills. Yeah, you can hone up. Which builds confidence. Yeah, I've said it before. I think if people want to learn to be great communicators, go do stand up for six months. Mm. I'm with you on improv. I couldn't do stand up to I save mean, my life. I don't plan on doing stand up, but improv, yes. <laughs> Carson did stand up. Like Jesus Christ. You ever? Drop your glove or your your drawing pad. Your drawing pads ever not? It'd be all like technical <laughs> yeah. jokes. Have you ever been in Illustrator? Yeah. I mean, everyone's not. like, what "Am I right, Illustrator?" <laughs> Do you guys know when your your images don't link and you have to use a vector graph? Oh my god, right, guys? <laughs> when you have to cut out the can. <laughs> What's up with PNGs? Come on. <laughs> PNGs for you non-tech people. Chris has been trying to get me into improv forever. So you guys should take it together. I would Ooh, do it with you. you. Should wow. Yeah. And then we'll, Chris would all be in there yelling out the worst prompts for you. Heckling. Oh my. I am my care. Human I, centipede. Can, can I get a city from the audience? <laughs> nope. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Yo, no, and I then do think. And they're just going, tits. <laughs> I have a wiener. I have a penis. <laughs> uh, balls. Do one on balls. <laughs> huh? 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 Sick, right? <laughs> do one on balls. It's sick. Uh, no, I think it would be rad for you guys. Carson, I will do it with you. Yeah, yeah, That's my only talent is characters. It's every Sunday at 1 o'clock, Improv 101. Are we already Googled it. Why don't you guys do some improv right now? Somebody rise. Oh, God. I can do a character. Okay. That's it. Give him a scene. Let's see if we can get him to do improv. Improv scene. Okay. Um, wow, his first podcast. <laughs> we're really throwing one of the bus. <laughs> Ready to roast? Okay, so Let's go. Let's go. Gina is working at a fast food place. And <laughs> can I be bonk week week? Carson's trying to get his. Uh, That's too. His we can't order get back. that edgy. I'm just kidding. No, it is. Rise. Okay, wait, hold on. Let's see. 29 improv lines to try. Yes, and? Balls. <laughs> okay, here you go. So this is good. This is like straight up acting. Like this is be this will be fun. These are 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 fun. Okay, your first line is which uh, Callaway. Halloway. Halloway. I'm gonna keep calling him Callaway. Well, his character in improv is. Is Callaway. it Callaway? Like now his new nickname's Cal. Cal. <laughs> oh, that's a good way to be confident to invent a new character yeah. for yourself. Cal. Uh, okay, Cal. Cal. Callaway. Your. Uh, you're a disgruntled consumer uh, who is turning, coming back to the store, and you want to sh- you want a refund for your shirt. And I'm going to give you the line. 
and you are a young teenage angsty retail worker, which should come as natural Naturally, to you. Yeah. Uh, okay. And your line is, excuse me, ma'am. I need to return this shirt for a refund. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then you're just going to riff. <laughs> okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. And action. Excuse me. I'd like to return this shirt for a refund. Okay. Why? And oh, it just doesn't have the right color. <laughs> and so, it, and like, it, you bought it though in that color, and now you just like don't like it. Well, the thing is, it has extra sauce on it, and okay. So, but I'm not sure how that's our problem. Hot dogs. Here, let's do it. Let's you and me you do know it. What? Let's scene. <laughs> See, see. <laughs> uh, excuse me, I'm going to return this shirt for a refund. Okay, why? Um, I was having sex with my wife, and uh, sometimes oh. we like to bring food into the bed, and I just got crazy with a glizzy. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So why do you want a refund, though? Because my wife's horrible at sex. Do you? Do you? Do you? Okay, eat? but I don't know how I can like refund that. I know, but do you eat food when you? Do you glizzy when you when you get down? I don't know, but I feel like you're attacking me right now, and I kind of want to bring my manager in. Excuse me, what's the problem here? I'm asking your inept employee if she glizzies while she's sex. Of course she does. Who doesn't these days? Right. First of all, I feel like you're talking down to me right now, and it's like super offensive. Listen, Julia, and we've he been was over like this mean to me, and now you're being mean. Wait, hold on. Let's stop this scene. Isn't improv where you're supposed to like? If I say you did it well, like no, yeah, someone yells yes it in. Yeah, it's like yes and. And shit. then I walk in, and I'm you like, just keep going with whose it. Whose line is it anyway? <laughs> and then someone yells out another one, right? And you have to break. Yeah. Then you like circle yeah. through. Yeah. What's another prompt? <laughs> okay, Gina, your prompt to Cal is, <laughs> sir, your suitcase will not fit in the overhead bin. Okay. <laughs> ready? Go. Okay, Carson. Okay, Cal, you ready? <laughs> Action. Hi, sir. I'm sorry. Your suitcase is not going to fit in the overhead bin. But this is where uh, I keep all my special things. Okay, I understand. Thank you so much. I'm going to need to take that, though. You can take a seat now. Thank you. No, no, no. You don't understand. You don't understand. Uh, no, I'm certain I do. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Sit down. Okay. I feel like your energy is really toxic. Okay. Right well, now. thank you so much also for being on our flight. We really appreciate Wait, you and your do, business. Do it. Stop. Cut. Remember, Scene. this is to get like, I'm pretty sure the idea is like, hey, sir, you're, you're over you, uh, where am I supposed to put the bodies at then? Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's man. yes, I can show you to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm allergic to urinal, uh, urinal pods. Oh, uh, we don't use those. Oh, well, then, uh, okay, I you guess. You can't say no, we won't. That's the main thing of improv is you can't ever put a negative into the top. Yeah, so like as comedians, we used to play this game. It's called the question game. It's like, hey, Maddie, uh, do you like podcasts? What kind of podcasts? Uh, have you ever heard a murder podcast? Do you know where my headphones are? We used to, Kayvon and I used to play that game for hours where you, you can only yeah. ask a question. Improv's a lot like that. So like, oh. sir, you're, this has to go well, in the no one bit. gave Carson and I that this breakdown. This is Improv 101. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, give us we got bad <laughs> teachers, first of all. Which is also, this is like sales 101. If you ever get, if you're trying to sell, just ask more questions. 
Carson, we'll get better teachers when we yeah, go to our yeah. real ones. Go down there and get Justin Franzine to do it. Is that the guy you introduced me to at Whole Foods? Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, that's no. a deep cut right there, dude. So when I was when I when I retired from comedy and she had just moved here, I would get people that would I'm not like this would happen a lot, right? We'd be getting burgers somewhere and someone would be like, dude, you're Chris Miller. I've seen you wow, bro. It happened all the time. And one time we were in Whole Foods and ran into uh, I don't know his name. An improv guy. Justin Franzine. He was the teacher. I know it wasn't Franzine. Franzine. He's a smaller guy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like a, a teacher. Guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it a little was little rascally boy. Uh huh. You know who would be great at? Because I was like, he does improv. Like it, he oh, didn't he's a strike legend. me. You know, like where you see like a stand-up comedian, you're like, okay, I could do that. Where that guy I was like, he looks like an English teacher. Yeah, that's okay. the guy. I don't know. Who's a good? You were saying what? You said you of a good uh, huh? improver. Huh? Huh? Who's a good huh? improver? I thought, huh? I thought huh? that's what you're saying. Are you guys playing the question game? I'm confused. Are you confused? About what? What do you think confusion means? For who? <laughs> uh, do you think Carson understands it? Understands what? Should we go to the mall later? <laughs> I don't know. I, should I put gas in my car first? How much is gas right now? <laughs> have you seen do the you prices? Your gas, <laughs> is your gas tank on the right or left? Uh, that was fun. You guys should do improv. I'd go with them. I don't like doing things alone. You should do it. Yeah, yeah. Sunday. Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. Um, Sunday, I'll be drunk. Sorry. Sunday? Yeah. Usually this Sunday? Like yeah. 7 a.m. Yeah, we'll be at the circle pool party. party. <laughs> Watching Tiesto. Wait, like Circus Circus? Did you just quit? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. I didn't eat today yet. Oh, uh, you got burritos? I only told you to get uh, one. Yeah, I got one burrito. No, I don't. Actually, yeah, Gina only likes grilled cheese for every <laughs> meal. Oh, where's the place that had the good grilled cheese? Oh, Mercantile. Yeah. He says, Is that hard bread? I hate hard bread. Uh, no. It's, he it says it's the perfect. best grilled cheese he's ever had in his life. Where's that at? It's in Union Station, downtown. Oh. Yeah. Do they serve it with tomato soup? Yeah. You can Fuck yeah. So sometimes there's jam in there too. There's just like. No, don't get fucking fancy. Don't <laughs> do that yeah. shit. No, she but. Just like, just give me I cheese. hate And like when they put like different ones, like. Gourier with a brain. I'm like, put the fucking American slices from the plastic in between the bread, grill it up with some butter. I will say that it and was, present it. It was the best grilled cheese I've ever tasted. What was I've the ever. cheese thickness? It was uh, like two centimeters. I mean, I <laughs> where are we at? It's been a couple of years, but I don't. I mean, if we're going over, if it's like this, I'm like, it, mm, it's too cheesy. You I need to have it. a good ratio bread cheese. You know what I mean? I can't do grilled cheese and tomato soup because in middle school I threw up on the bus after eating it oh, and then traumatic. everyone made fun yeah. of me and then I'm like yeah, I just traumatic. cannot do that anymore it's traumatic I sat next to the cute girl on the way back from Camp Red Cloud and just ralphed want to know a funny story I was really timid as a very shy still pretty shy you know no I am I'm really shy if I don't know you really shy and then I come out everyone thinks I'm bitchy I'm like no I just don't know what to say I'm just, just, I'm just shy, shy. <laughs> but <laughs> resting I, shy face I, yeah <laughs> But I was, I followed rules, we all know. And I knew that you couldn't leave the lunch table unless you raise your hand and someone excused you. And I had to go pee so bad and they wouldn't come over and excuse me, so I peed my pants. 
And then my best friend, Scotty, saw that I peed my pants and everyone was laughing at me. So he got up on the lunch table, pulled his pants down and did one of those things. So all the distraction came off me and went on him. And then What we, a we, homie. Yeah. Yeah. I've pissed my pants at school before. On it's ride or die. Peeing your pants at school. I've pooped my pants at school. Wow. There we go. There Who hasn't? I, I have not. In the <laughs> really? I have not pooped my pants. Cal's on my team. Cal's like, I shit my pants at work still. I, I'm pooping I my pants. I can't get right up now. in the middle. I can't get up in the I'm middle of a sitting of in a pile edit. of poop. <laughs> I can't take my glove off, you know, if I have to go. So, <laughs> dude, I pooped my pants in college once after drinking for three days straight, and was in class and thought it was a fart and just shit everywhere. It's the liquidy one. I've only had that after <sighs> foe one time. Oh my god. <laughs> After what? Fuck. Yeah, I did. I was like laying in bed. And I was like, well, uh-oh. Like, one time I ever shit my pants. I just shit the bed. I was like 29. Oh my God. It was last week. Dude. You really have I ever told that story about pants. that doctor I went to Arkansas with who shit his pants in his parents' bed? Yes, you told me. That I haven't told it on this podcast, though. No, please. <laughs> what? Poop is the funniest thing to me. <laughs> is hilarious. It's fuck improv, dude. Let's talk, talk, about, poop. talk, about, talk poop. about poop. Yeah. <laughs> he can't even handle the word. Oh my god, I'm so tired. He hears poop, poop and he's like, oh my god. When, <laughs> poop. Poop is so funny, too. Uh, okay, so <laughs> my first gig in life was uh, selling financial services. I love it. Serenity now. <laughs> it's gonna come up again. Poop, <laughs> the poop. poop. <laughs> what the poop? <laughs> it poop again. You're like Kamozi with balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where he goes like this though. <laughs> he does. He gives you that little kid look. Like I said, huh? dick. I said penis. <laughs> my girlfriend touches it. <laughs> he waits. Well, well, my girlfriend touches my poop. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Can't>. <laughs> Two girls, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's not funny poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He's losing it. We got to wrap this up. We're yeah. going to lose him. Maddie's, right now, Maddie's at the slumber party too long. <laughs> I've been at the slumber party. So my first job selling financial services, I was very good at it. And we started doing these conferences for doctors. And uh, uh, this got this really successful doctor in the Springs, Colorado Springs, who wanted to who wanted to uh, basically pit, we set up a seminar in his hometown, Little Rock. And I, so I flew out and I was doing all these speaking engagements. And after the last speaking engagement that I did, the next day we were gonna meet with his parents who had quite a bit of money. And he wanted me to sit down with them and talk about their finances. So all good. Well, that night we wanted to celebrate a little bit, you know, a few beers, whatever. Well, he goes off the fucking, again, this guy's, that. This guy's like 40 <laughs> and has kids and has multiple medical practices like and when you if you ever met him you'd be like you're the least likely guy like it's like cal if you meet cal you're like i don't expect this guy to kill a hooker tonight he's gonna have two ipas and be in bed by 9 30 yeah dude last yesterday he goes you know i'll go out till 2 a.m that's it because <laughs> uh, we were talking about like vegas style. how in vegas you can go out for four days in a row and never see the sun you know what i mean i'm with cal though at 2 a.m i'm like yeah Ooh. nothing good happens after midnight team Okay, remember that. Words to live That's by. That's what my dad told me. So That's we go, true. we do this seminar. We're in Little Rock, which is pretty conservative. Although Southerners drink hard. Like drinking in the South is crazy. So 
Uh, yeah, it's it's like water to them. Like they haven't moved on. Like, it's like you guys, sweet yeah, tea and bourbon is their diet. Yeah, it's that moonshine. Yeah, <laughs> our demographic for this hydrated mind podcast is not in the south. They don't care about hydration. Mm-mm. When Unless actually, when we pitched Fit Soda in the south, they they were joking. When we went to our partners at Pepsi, they were like, "People in the south don't even understand diet sweet tea yet." Do you know what sweet tea is? Tea with a bag of sugar in it. And That's they, like a sacrilegious though to say diet sweet tea. I know the South is still strange that way. Now, shout out to the South. You guys are doing diabetes down yeah, there. Well, this why we have to come up with a fit soda hard. Yeah, we do. Or right. a fit soda Whoa. sweet tea flavor. Whoa! <laughs> That's our next flavor. Sweet, sweet tea. tea. Yo, like a brisk. Yes, but but bubbly. Ooh. Yo. Wow. And the image on it can be fire. It's just Carson like this. <laughs> okay, so we do the seminar, and his parents are very, they're very Southern. They're very conservative, whatever, whatever. So we're in downtown Little Rock, which, by the way, Arkansas is a pretty state. I think it gets shit on a lot. Uh, I, it's, it's a beautiful place. Little Rock was great. Shout out Bill Clinton. I was going to say, the sax man's from there. He is. Uh, and Little Rock's a cool little town. Like, it's very quaint. It's cool. Anyways. So there's a part, there's like a show going on. He's like, Hey, let's go to this show. And I'm like, all right, cool. We go to the show and he starts drinking hard. Is it like a rave? I don't think so. Oh, they don't have raves in the South. Never mind. Take that back. It wasn't Parmesan and meatballs and <laughs> shout out Parmesan. I heard you play rugby, bro. We're going to headbutt when we meet each other. Oh, I'm going to clip it. Uh, yeah. Clip this Parmesan. I like your beats, bro. You played rugby. I'm going to headbutt you when I meet Me, you. Me, and CJ have a song out on hip hop. We're going to headbutt and be besties. So uh, we, he starts drinking hard. I'm concerned. I'm like, fuck, dude. We have a meeting with his parents at like 8 a.m. So I'm drinking water, keeping it, keeping it trill, as the kids say. And he's just firing beers and shots. And a part of me is like, does this guy have a bad marriage? Like, what's happening to you right now? It's the pressure of life. I can tell he's That's starting to black out. He's starting to one-eye me. Like, Oh, boy. <laughs> You know, like when you get real drunk and you you got a side eye shit. Your eyes don't. They're yeah. You become. You got to put both feet down so the room quits spinning around. Like only one eye works. The other. Yeah. So you yeah. don't work. To, you're not binocular. I, I call that four hours ago. Yeah. I, <laughs> Very familiar with that. Feeling. Yeah. I kept reaching over and opening his other eye. I was like, stop it. <laughs> Tooth picking it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not drunk. I think you clockwork orange the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, after a while, and this party th- that we're at is like a show. I don't know, some sort of music, and it gets it's getting wilder and wilder. He's getting wilder and wilder, and I'm like, finally, I'm like, dude, I'm going to my hotel. I'm going to bed. He's like, hey, I'm going to stay out for a little while, whatever. Now, keep in mind, his wife. I don't know why, but nobody's wives like me. Wives across the world. If I ever meet your husband, can you please give me some room? My wife likes you, bro. I don't. Everyone's wives think I'm like this wild card. You are. So I go to the hotel early, and I'm I'm in bed. And now, keep in mind, his wife. Every time I've ever been around his wife, I get this feeling that she just doesn't like me for whatever reason. Even though back then, I only ever wore suits. I I went to church five days a week. What's your overall demeanor? Yeah. So she's so I'm laying in bed. Ask Scott. Like what did that make? What did I do? I don't Uh, understand. Peculiar. Um, you go home. His wife is around. Yeah, I'm in the hotel. I'm Maybe sleeping. I'm sleeping. Sleeping with his wife. I was sleeping. <laughs> I was in bed with his wife. I was pooping in bed huh? with his wife. So let's touch buttholes. That'd be a weird new like Pornhub like trending thread, huh? Butthole kisses. Butthole touches. 
No, you touch, instead of tips, you touch your buttholes together. That's how you share information with the world. <laughs> what if it, Elon Musk? <laughs> he's like, yo, I got this neurally. The only kink I haven't worked out is like to share thoughts. You have to touch bare buttholes together. <laughs> it's balloon knots. Touch balloon knots. <laughs> it would be fitting for like that high of the technology. You have yeah. to touch your buttholes. And he comes together. out and does his like showcase. <laughs> he has to show everyone. His lights. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the phone rings at four. The phone rings at five a.m. and uh, it's his wife, and she's like, she just comes. She at, calls your hotel. Yeah. I, as soon as the phone rang, I knew something was wrong. How did she? Was he supposed to be in the hotel? No. She just she knew where I was staying. Down. Yeah. Ooh. So well, they knew where I was staying. So they call the front. And this is yeah. This is the meth. Head I think we had cell phones. You. Anyways. Oh no, my, my cell phone was off. So she calls the room and the, you know how hotel phone, yeah. they're so loud they or they used the to life be. You guys you. are too young, but they were the old ones that you'd like, they had a cord on. <laughs> I remember it. was like a siren. So I get up and I know something's wrong and she's like, where's, right out of the gate. She's not like, hey Chris, sorry for waking you up. I know it's late or early in the morning. She just comes out of the gate hot. Like, where's my fucking husband? And I'm like, I don't know. I left him at a club at 12 a.m. I've been in bed for six hours now. She's panicking, panicking. I'm like, oh Jesus, this dude's dead or something. Well, they go on this hunt for him and eventually someone, some family found him in a parking lot of a supermarket, like laying and just passed out. They get him home. I think the cops took him home because in the South, I mean, again, it's like life is slower there. So like oh, cops, no, cops will boy. find you drunk. And just Bob's go, here again. They know, Dr. They, Joe. Yeah. They, they like know you. They're like, Hey buddy, we're just going to take you home. So they take him <laughs> home. The family decides to put him in his parents bed and he, he's still passed out. So then I show up for this meeting suit ready with, you know, my brief. I'm ready to talk about smelling finances. like Creed smelling, smelling great. I'm ready to talk about their future. And so I'm in serious mode. I get in and I, I didn't say his name. I'll believe. Yeah, Joe is sitting at the table and he's fucking in a in a robe that's like open and he's he's got his head down and he's like, "Buddy," and I'm like, "Dude, I don't know what happened." And then his wife comes around the corner and she goes, "He shit the bed. He shit in his parents' bed. He shit all over like two shits, like big piles of shit." He took two shits. I counted two, two shits. of them. Two piles. <laughs> Two piles of shit. He's like perfectly next to each other. He must have squatted. Like, get up he just... squatted at some point. <laughs> he got up, fucking squatted, two, two and then went back piles. to bed. <laughs> like a, this looks like an ice cream from Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> little dollops. Yeah, perfect like, little like shit. Emoji. Little dollops of poop. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm sitting there with him and his parents, who again are like strict southern. How do we move on from this? I think his dad was a judge too, and I'm just like, dude. And I think everyone, I think, yeah, I think everyone thought it was my fault. And I'm just There's leaning, two shits, I'm like, Chris, one has to be yours. Yeah. <laughs> Did he get this from you at the hotel? Explain. <laughs> yeah, I shit in the hotel, and then he <laughs> carried it around on that. I knew brought, it. You're like, no, mine's here in the bag. <laughs> I brought mine. Ziploc. <laughs> That's how I connect with all my clients. I shit in a bag. And I like then, to compare our shits. Yeah. So I'm sitting there at the table, just trying to get through like breakfast, and he's just you know, like trying not to throw up and it smells like shit in the house. And oh my God. I'm trying to have this meeting with his parents. And finally I was like, look, I don't think it's a good time. Like we'll just talk over the phone or something. The whole poop thing. I, I should go. I'll see myself. How embarrassing is that? I'm assuming you guys didn't talk again. Oh no, we're still friends. 
<laughs> He's Can a we rag. have him on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, dude. He'd be, be fun to have on the podcast. <laughs> Talk about the night you shit the bed twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome to the Hydrated Mind. Here is Joe. Talk about the time you shit in your parents' bed. Joe, double shits. When you were like 43. <laughs> yeah, dude. The title of the YouTube is like, How Shitting the Bed Makes You a Good Businessman. A Better Father. You can relate, I guess. Oh, like, God. buddy, it's okay. I've shit the bed, too. <laughs> yeah. I get it, man. We've all been there. <laughs> well, okay. that's that. Thank wow. you so much. This has been the Hydrated Mindset. <laughs> Don't forget not to die. Okay, burnout. Let's oh, talk about burnout. What time is it? 9.30. We got another hour. How long have we been going? An hour. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about poop for maybe 30 minutes. High level success stuff. Yeah. High level. <laughs> this is what level. burnout leads to. Can we just say that? So you guys felt burnt out this week. Let's talk about burnout. Do you think it's real? Yes. Why? Uh, we're talking about job burnout, everybody, which I kind of like this topic because I've definitely felt it myself over the years in a major way. I think even burnout led to some of my depression at the end of last year, and I wasn't willing ever to admit that I was burned out. I think I come from a generation, and I think a lot of us do, and I think a lot of us feel that burnout because we, we have ancestors. It was all like, you know, you work till you pass out every day, and that's just what we do, right? We're hardworking Americans. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm all for hard work. No, I am. I'm all for, I'm all for hard work and working hard and working harder than anyone in the room. But I think, I think there's a lot of factors to burnout nowadays, including technology, our <laughs> lifestyle. Uh, but I do believe there has to be not a balance. I think balance is... I like to call it decision fatigue. That's kind of what we face as creatives in our industry is like, you can only make so many decisions before you kind of get lost in the sauce or like I like to say, ride the wave, like the wave will end and hit the shore. You have to paddle back out. You know, there's a reason why Steve jobs wore the same outfit every day. You know, I think that's why I do the white shirt and jeans. Dude. That's why I, my outfits are always the same. I, this is mine, right? Um, yeah. Decision fatigue is real. Uh, that's why a lot of like CEOs and presidents too have a lot of people who make other, they're there to make the big choices, right? Uh, what's hard about building a business is you will inevitably face decision fatigue every day for the, until your business, until you have people make those decisions that can help. And, uh, so I didn't know it's, they're actually starting to classify it as a real thing. So this is from the Mayo clinic. Oh, shout out Mayo. Job burnout is a special type of work related stress, a state of physical or emotional exhaustion that also involves a sense of reduced accomplishment mm-hmm. and loss of personal identity. Burnout isn't a medical diag. It's not a medical diagnosis yet. Some experts think that other conditions such as depression are behind burnout. Yes. Researchers point out that uh, individual factors such as personality traits, family life, and influence who experiences, and family life influence who experience job burnout. Whatever the cause, job burnout can, can affect your physical and mental health. So, job burnout symptoms. I think. I think. I, th- I always think I'm always skeptical of symptoms on the internet because they're all. It's like going to a psychic. They're like you come from a family and you're like, what? I do come from a family. And she's like, more. (laughs) Also symptoms on the internet are always like, you're dying. Yeah. Be careful when you're, uh, you're Googling have, stuff on WebMD, you know, like, okay, you either yeah, have yeah. AIDS or <laughs> it's like, yeah, you'd go down a hole. Yeah. It's uh, what about blue snot? <laughs> yeah. Do I tell the blue snot? <laughs> yeah. I snorted Adderall and I forgot. 
And then I blew my nose the next morning and it was blue. You ever done blue cocaine, bro? <laughs> and then I was like Googling online. It was like, there's sinus like a real infection. symptom. There's so funny. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's back up. So one way to get o- over fatigue <laughs> yeah, let is me t- take tons of drugs and Adderall. Yeah, sadly. But Is eventually that-, that leads to ultimate burnout because your adrenal function goes. Do you guys yeah. know how adrenal function works? I have no adrenal glands anymore. Yeah, like, I don't think fuck, I do either. I pooped them out. Full circle. He brought it back. That's a comic thing. I can't get poop off my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you were grinding, you snorted some blue Adderall, and you were so out of it the next morning, you literally thought your body was producing blue snot. Yeah, it blew my nose. I didn't know why it was blue. And there's a real symptom. And then I Googled blue snot and it's like a bacterial infection. You could have HIV. It's AIDS always. WebMD is first one is like AIDS. Every symptom or cancer. It's AIDS or cold. You know, type one diabetes and AIDS have very similar uh, symptoms when you get started off. Yeah. Good Lord. Everyone has prostate cancer. Even if you don't have one. Okay, symptoms. Have you become cynical or critical at work? Mm-hmm. Yes. See, look at that. You just can turn blue. <sighs> wow. Jesus. All right, we're done with Do that. Do you drag yourself to work and have trouble getting started? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Have you become irritable or impatient with coworkers, mm-hmm. customers, or clients? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you lack the energy to be consistently productive? Check. Yes. Do you find it hard to concentrate? Check. Yes. Do you lack satisfaction from your achievements? Yeah. Check. That's been one for me. You you got on me about that last year. That's why I stopped telling you things. Where she'd be like, we just landed Target. I'd be like, so? Yeah, gratitude's rough when you're in the hole. It's dude. And this goes back to why I don't think most people will ever make it in a, entrepreneurially. You, you have to, the amount of abuse you have to take. You know, shout out to the first form guy, Andy Frisilla. He he said for the first eleven years when they built first form, which is now worth like three billion dollars, he made six hundred ninety five dollars a month for eleven years. They lived in their store. They sold supplements. They lived in it. Elon Musk and his brother, when they started, lived in their office. People talk about entrepreneurialism like it's the sexy thing, and I guess it is, but it's really not. It's depressing. It's hard. It's intense. There's very little gratification, especially as you're building something like we've built, like a brand, which I've said a million times on this podcast is the hardest thing to do in life. Like if you're out there thinking of building a brand, which go for it, you should have a job until that brand makes you enough money to leave that job comfortably. And I know nobody wants to hear that. I, it's one of the mistakes I made. I wish I would have had a mentor go, keep your fucking job. Cash flow is king. You have to have cash flow or else, because Gina and I have done it where we didn't have cash flow. And it destroys your brain. It, it ruins confidence. It, 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 you know, it destroys your ability to make great decisions because you're always tired. You're worried about your next meal and you're, and, and there's, there's people like us now who there's people who we work with who talk about the hardships already like six months in and you're like, dude, give it six years. Give it in that, like, don't, like, Gina and I are probably bad people to approach about stuff like this because we're going to say something intense, like, you're being a pussy. Like, how bad do you want it, right? But yeah, keep a job. Uh, there's some tough times we went through where you, you, you can't, it's almost hard to make decisions. You can't, they're not good ones. And then you start abusing drugs and alcohol and other things because you're, you're just your searching for answers. No, you're just too. trying to escape sometimes, like the, the pressure in your brain. That's why just, that doctor went crazy and shit his bed. 
probably. Yeah. For real though, that's, that's the, good. I think like you build up all this pressure and you just have to let loose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. There's a ton of pressure. But then you haven't done that. And so when you do, it's like, I think, yeah. You have no sense of control. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And that's what you're trying to do is control something. You're trying to push it forward as hard as you can. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really hard. I, I lost my train of thought, so I'll keep going on the symptoms. Do you, you like satisfaction? Oh, satisfaction. Yeah, no, no. There was a time last year where Gina would tell me these big things, and I would just be like, who cares? So what? You know, give it to, I, you know, with retailers too, again, if you're building a brand, another thing, if you're, if you're trying to work with retailers, understand that it's a, it's an eight to 10 year process. It's tons of heavy lifting. It's getting into retailers is easy. It's staying there. That's really hard. Um, which I think, I think as you grow as an entrepreneur or as a business person, or even as a human, you don't get as excited about certain things. Cause you're like, it's going to take time. Like any good relationship, this is good. The work's just getting started. Right. Uh, do you feel disillusioned about your job? Are you using food drugs or alcohol to feel better or simply not feel? I do that with food. Maddie and I panic eat cheese at night. I panic eat a lot. I, uh, I, I, I sent you a picture the other night. Did you? <laughs> I almost cheese did. wrappers like everywhere. Cheese in my bed. <laughs> I panic eat and I use food as a drug. I know that. Like sometimes like a big meal you know, you just, you, it makes you zone out. Mm-hmm. Uh, have your sleep habits changed? Yeah. Ugh. It's crazy how your sleep gets fucked up. Uh, I don't like when, like, there's that bridge between like six and five hours of sleep where when it's, I know that I'm getting like five hours and then I start getting nervous that I'm not getting, that's what my problem yeah. last night right? was. Isn't that I crazy? In bed for like Same. four hours, not sleeping. Like, come on, go to sleep, Maddie, go to sleep, Maddie. And then panic, like and that you're I not going to wake up it. also. And I go, go yeah. eat some food and then, Sometimes food can't help you late night because when you're, I, I don't know what the science behind it is, but when you're hungry, your body's just more alert, I think. Yeah. Uh, so when you satiate your body, you do, it's easier to fall asleep. Uh, have your sleep habits. Yeah. My, I'm chronically bad at sleep. Uh, the extra pressure and stress from this building, this company is completely, I even told her last year where I recognized I was having anxiety, even going to bed. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, Where I would I like seven thirty, I'd start getting panicked about. I'm like, I gotta go lay in silence. I gotta go deal with that. I feel like I haven't gotten enough done. Almost like, oh, the day's ending. I think for me, it was so many things: not getting enough done, the pressure of the business, the pressure of not performing, the pressure of having employees and trying to t- tell everyone what to do all the time, the pressure of all of it. Especially when you build something. I think we live in an instant gratification culture. Building a brand takes so much time and that the time it takes, you're going to have these big peaks and valleys, right? A lot of times in those valleys, you feel like a failure. Like it's not growing fast enough. I'm not getting a better return for my investors. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And we live in a world now where it's like, if you're not a $50 billion company in the first four years, then you're an idiot. And that's, I think it's something we should talk about on like as a bigger hole with people, because I think a lot of people get into entrepreneurship and it ruins their lives. Um, but yeah, all that anxiety, you and I, you guys and I were talking yesterday about, I think people need to change their lifestyles, which we'll get into. Um, I think, I think part of the burnout nowadays is we don't do things that humans should be doing every day, being in the sun for an hour, eating right, breaking bread, even have, even this podcast is cathartic. 
we're supposed to sit around and talk to each other. That's that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, getting rid of technology, anyways. We'll talk about that. But um, and are you troubled by unexplained headaches, stomach, or bowel problems, or other physical complaints? Yes. Lack of control is one of the main causes of burnout. Oh fuck. Unclear job expectations. Sometimes, as an entrepreneur, you and even if you're running an even established business, as it starts to grow and change, sometimes you just don't know what to do. And so sometimes your day is like you get in and then get overwhelmed. You stare at your email for four hours. You do basic shit. And then the day ends and you're even more panicked about the fact that you didn't feel productive. Right? That's mm-hmm. happened to me a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, dysfunctional workplace dynamics. <laughs> Extremes of activity. So when a job is monotonous or chaotic, you need constant energy to remain focused. Lack of social support, which I think every entrepreneur doesn't have social support, and work-life imbalance. And then the consequences are insomnia, fatigue, stress, sadness, alcohol abuse, heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, vulnerable to illnesses. I have all of those. Me too. <laughs> all right, so so we know burnout's real. How, how do you deal with it? Oh, I'm still trying to figure that out. <clears throat> Gina, I deal with that every week. Gina has this uncanny ability to, you're better at it than almost anyone I've ever seen. Cal might challenge you for that title. Mm-hmm. I've seen him lock in. Gina and Cal are the kind of people who lock in. Like, like how he has a nickname. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Like Cal. I just get stick Cal's with it. Cal's just that's it now. Tight, dude. That's it. Gina and Cal have this inability to like <laughs> dial in. Like, you know, like, like uh, programmers when they get locked in. Yeah. Uh, you guys have that. And Gina will do it to the point where she, it almost feels like she, you're trying to hurt yourself. No, seriously. Like a self-destructive yeah. streak of productivity. No, I have, I always, like I've always had little OCD issues. Like I, certain things like I can't, like before I go to bed, if I don't do all the things, like I, that's, I can't move on Can you on give us an example? Like if I don't immediately, as soon as I get out, I have to take a shower before I go to bed, Period. No matter what I'm doing, even when I was like 21, like blacked out, I'd still take a shower before I go to bed. But when I get out, I have these steps. Like I have to put lotion on. I have to put my face moisturizer, eye cream. Like it has to go in order. Deodorant, I have to put deodorant on. That's a certain, it's four. Thing, and it's if it's not four, I have to start over. Like one, again. two, three, four. I literally have to wipe it off and start over if I'm distracted. And then I have to put my hair in a braid and then I, ha- then I can leave the bathroom, but I can't leave the bathroom before all of that's done. So I have these like things where I'm like, I can't walk away until that's finished. And work is like that. When I ha- am in a certain project, big or small, if I don't complete in my mind what needs to be done, I can't walk away because I just, I'll walk away and I'm like, I can't, nope, I can't, I have to go back. It's bizarre. So I have these little like, Corks that I just can't let it go. Like it drives me insane if I'm not done with it, no matter what it is. Yeah, you almost do so it. Like, you, you almost do it to a fault. But it's like an obsessive thing. Like I can't. Like there's times I've caught her at work and I'm like, "Why are you retyping this email to the janitor for the ninth time?" She's like, "Because," and I'll make Gina move on. Like, but I can't. I'll say I will, and I'll close it out, and I'll come right back to it. So this goes. So this started with burnout. How does that? You because I was like, how do you solve burnout? But I don't, I, I have no idea. I what, what suffer do you think? from it all the time. There's got to be times though when you're thinking about it and thinking about how to balance it out. How do you think you balance it out? 
the first thing that I can think of is to keep normal, normal hours, like eight to five. And if you're done at five and that's been destroyed in our, in our time, there is no more normal. Even if I'm done at five here, I'm yeah, you take working it home. at home. Yeah. I have no, Do you know, hours. in other countries, I don't have hours. It's illegal to call your employees after five. I think that's in Germany is one of them. Yeah. They, they just passed a law in like places that want people to work remote. Yeah, you can't. Your boss yeah, can't hit you can't. after five, which is a, <laughs> which, a which is a bad habit that I have. I'll text people all night, and it's just because I'm excited. But then people, I I never understood that people. It's like pressure on people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm horrible. And before you guys came along, I would text people at like three a.m. because I'd be up and I'd be like, "This needs to get done tomorrow at like three in the morning." I've woken up to many a Chris text, <laughs> or just in person. Wait, okay, so wait, let's stay on track. So normal hours, which isn't a thing anymore in today's society, because again. This entrepreneurial kind of like sexy lifestyle gets shoved down our throat. Like it's the Gary V's of the world who are like fucking work till you puke. And it's like, if you're not, you feel bad about it. There's so much messaging about that hustle culture. Yeah, bro. But it's, I think it's misconstrued. It'd be like telling LeBron practice every day for 15 hours. He'd be like, I'll fucking fall apart. But yet we're telling people who work for us to do that. There, there is no normal, but try to keep normal hours. All right. Yeah, we were editing until 9.30 last night. We were. You were. I was just watching and laughing. Yeah, that was fun. I mean. No, but okay. But here's like a, wait, here's a question. Like, I need a fucking drink. No, here's a question because it's tough because one of the things we're working, we've worked on at Coyos and these guys have all done an incredible job. And I think any one of you who want to have a better life and it seems tedious, but learn to start blocking your time. The biggest trick with blocking your time and you'll watch this. Try it for a week. Block your time. Try it for a week. Watch how many times you make you ditch yourself. Watch how many times you book something for you or like at work that you blow off. I do it even with a block. That's the one that I still can't honor my own schedule. Isn't that crazy? We all suffer from it. It's hard. I feel like I repeat my day over and over. I'm like, still haven't done that. Yeah. No, that's still not done. Still never even cross that bridge. Like I just can't. This is all going back to that idea of how do we keep normal hours? We're also all really bad in my opinion, even me at really do focusing on the important things. Most of the stuff we do doesn't matter, right? It's that 80, 20 rule, right? Like 20% of the things we do are going to create 80% of the results. Yeah. Like when those software companies have like an introductory zoom Thing. That's like the dumbest thing. Oh, it's like what a waste yeah. of time. I love that. But you thing. guys How's have to, doing? but you yeah. have to get better at, and that's why I sent you that Oprah thing the other day. All of us also, in my humble opinion, have to get better at saying no. The world is so full of distraction right now that if you don't get good at saying no to stuff, it overwhelms your life. And then we wonder why we never have any time. It's because you won't say no to stuff or you're not adult enough to look at your schedule and be like, this doesn't matter or go to your superior and be like, dude, does this really fucking matter? No one, no superior is ever going to get mad at you if you go, dude. You, this is on the calendar today, and it seems like horseshit. I, I don't know how it I moves us forward. I, I, don't, I don't know how this moves the business of the revenue, anything forward. Could you help me understand why this is important? And most of the time, they'll probably be like, "It's not." You know what I'm saying? But we don't even have the. I don't know why we don't even have the courage to talk to each other that way. Because we're burnt out. <laughs> Whoa. Because <laughs> everything is just. Uh-huh. Okay. For me, at least, I just okay. Yeah, I've been learning to say no in my personal life, uh, especially with dating. Just like, like saying no, not saying no to uh, 
just uh, like not, I don't have to go out with every girl I match on Tinder. Right. You know what I'm right. Like, because is that a waste of my time? Is that the best use of my afternoon or evening? You know? No, probably not. I can't get a fucking match on Tinder. <laughs> it's because you talk about poop too much. I know. It's probably the real Because your profile photo is a poop emoji. This <laughs> me is like four pictures of me in tiny glasses doing this. But <laughs> Maddie, Maddie Gust really doesn't need online dating apps. He meets all those girls. The green like, room rants. Uh, at shows. At shows. Yo, but no, Carson, you bring up, Cal, you bring up a good point. I think, I think we, I think the world has gotten so loud. You know, again, you go back to like, um, uh, not Trudeau. That's the prime minister of Canada. <laughs> if you go back to Trudeau's, <laughs> the guy who said most men and women lead lives of quiet desperation. Uh, Thoreau. Thoreau. Even, and, and again, they've been talking about it since Roman times where he, where he, he wrote on the pond where he was alone and, and, and it gave him all these revelation. And I've been telling you guys this. So a lot of times when I'm fleshing out an idea, it comes out on the podcast because I'm thinking it and I'm trying to like understand it. I don't even, I don't think we spend enough time. The reason we have anxiety when we go to sleep is because all day it's been this, this, this talking. About, you even have like bullshit. dating that's doing that to you. No, I know. Like if I don't respond bullshit, to this, bullshit. like ding, 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 yeah. ding. Like you know how many people get mad at me every day because I don't respond within 30 minutes to their text and then it turns into a fight and then I have to be like, I, I, dude, I'm a CEO of a company. Like, what makes you think that every 30 minutes I can respond to your shit? With that being said, and then we go home and just to tune out, we eat some Salisbury steak and we watch Netflix for an hour just to tune the fuck out. Then we try to go to bed, but because we haven't let our brain process anything all day, we haven't taken a walk for 30 minutes, even at the gym. You're at the gym and you're on your phone. That's why I love my motorcycle so much. I can't touch anything. I can't even listen to music. It's just you and high speed and it's for hours and it's crazy what, how you feel when you're done. You're like, I feel fucking rinsed off almost, but we don't ever give ourselves any time to think ever. And then when we go to bed, your brain goes, I have to process all this shit. And that's why the brain goes crazy because you haven't exhausted it. So I'm hearing a lot of lack of presence. Yeah. And just like personal good, life. good therapy words. I like this. I'm hearing a lot of. It's true though. Yeah, talking. No, it is. Yeah, just hearing a lot of lack of presence um, and maybe an avoidance to burnout is taking that walk or like taking that five minute time outside to be present about like the project, you know, like in my experience, the project I'm working on um, is how I avoid burnout and really blocking out my time sets a real expectations on what's accomplished in an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so like as I'm blocking out my schedule, I don't overbook myself with projects that can't realistically be done in a day, you know, in a working day. And that's what I do. Yeah. I do the opposite. See, but you like, guys I also could probably do the audit in one day. You guys work in a, in a startup too, where it's, you have to constantly Fucking break hellfire all day. You have to constantly challenge those concepts. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I need you to get this done by this time, or you know, unfortunately, that's the, that's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Which is what I think we pulled with Amazon. You did. Wait, so going back to time, so man, so one of your things is keep normal hours, or try to keep normal hours. Like not twelve hours a day. See, but then again, this is where messaging comes in from the internet. And then you hear Elon Musk go, I work 200 hours a week. So of He's course- He's not a human being. I know, though. but that's what people have to learn is to filter shit. You're not Elon Musk. It's the same reason why if like, 
Brock Lesnar can work out twice a day. You might not be able to, right? It's the problem with the internet because we hear messages and you're like, well, fuck, if Elon says work 180 hours a week, which makes sense because he's always mathematical about it. He's like, if I work 180 hours in a year, I've worked two years while you've worked eight months. So of course I'm going to beat you. The problem is that I can work all day. Like I, I, don't I know, but feel, you're not like- No, but I don't have that feeling of you're like- You're probably at risk for a stroke. Another one. A lot. So, so to riff off of that, working like normal business hours, right? I found that, like, I understand that, I understand that um, we can only make a certain number of decisions in a day. Mm -hmm. Psycho, psycho, psychologically, psycho, psychology today says that, like, we can, the average person can make 35,000 decisions per day. Uh, So uh, in my, like, work schedule, I block out my most creative time, which I think we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. Like, Like, I know I'm creative. I know the most... I'm the most efficient in the mornings. And so I'm going to uh, block out my most like creative projects in the mornings when I'm the most focused. So that's, that's interesting. So I'm really in tune though with your operating system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but that's another thing in life that you, uh, you realize people don't ever do is experiment. People are like, I got stuck in this job or like, I don't know what I want to do. And it's like, yeah, because you're not, you know, you're, you don't experiment ever with it you're not experimenting with, you're just waiting for other people to tell you what to do. And to his point, I found out when I can sleep, we had a rough couple weeks in the business. And so I, my sleep was all over the place, but I'm most productive. Gina will tell you as soon as I wake up in the morning, I'm like my, and then I I thought because I listened too much to the internet gurus, I'm like, I got to work out, meditate, journal, fucking make carrots, poop. I got to do all these things before, before 8 a.m., when I, then I heard some guy go, what if you did all your work from four to eight at 4am pretty early. So like five, whatever your time is. And I did it for a few weeks or a couple, you know, a week, whatever. And I never felt happier because from like, I had already done all my emails, all communications, reviewed blocks, managed. And by nine 30, I was already like done for the day, which made all the other stressors like easy to block out and handle. To your point, I think you have to experiment with your life and try to figure out, like, here's two examples. Hemingway wrote from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. every day and was the greatest, one of the greatest novelists of all time. He only worked five hours a day. The rest of it was drinking, whoring, fighting, fishing. (laughs) Uh, Dave Asprey of Bulletproof, he figured out, and he has theories on this, that certain people are morning people and other people aren't. His most creative time is from, like, midnight to, like, 4 a.m. So he doesn't come into the office to, like, 11 but that's his crew that, so he builds his day around that. So yeah, I think you have to experiment with it to try to figure out, but it also goes back to, to controlling your day versus the day controlling you. If you're not looking at your day every night and then you just get up and fire you're yeah, you're going to feel fucking overwhelmed and stressed out because everyone else is going to be able to get your attention. It's hard to do though. Hard in practice. And you have to work at it, right? It's a constant thing. Yeah, routine. Uh, so I prepare. I prepare for that burnout towards the end of the day. Like I know, like come around like four, five. I'm going to be like less and less creative. Yeah. So I'm going to save my more mindless tasks towards the end of the day. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. smart. I've only learned that recently. I like for me. I work. <clears throat> I'm not firing in the morning. That's yeah. not a time for me. You're like Maddie. You're from like one in the afternoon on. Yeah. 
Like I do, like when we like do have the audit. 10 to 2. I do really well. <laughs> 10 to 10.30 is, that's it. During the audit, I prefer to, to be in the office by myself at night. I just, there's something about nighttime. Like it's so quiet. I'm totally by myself. There's zero distractions, oh, but. It was so nice last night editing with no one there yelling about his wife. Yeah. What the fuck is Calvin calling me? I don't know. Um, but Whoa, that shook the building. Jesus Yo. Christ. Let's okay. Go. That's kind of, I was like, is that just me? Are we having an earthquake? Am I having tremors right now? Do I got the shakes? Are they tearing the building down? It's gone. Oh, building's gone. Building's gone. He's just like What's slamming up? the ground. <laughs> this segment brought to you by Cat. Parking lot, by the way. That's tight. Being that poor guy, though, he doesn't care. We have a theory that the construction workers yell downstairs because that shit's so loud that their ears are just. But they're busted. like my dad; they can't hear. They're like, "Yeah, hey, how's your morning?" You're like, oh my god. So Carson said something too that I've been toying with. That I, you know, uh, they did this study in the Netherlands or Norway or one of those Nordic countries where Latvia. Nope, where kids got they they scored significantly higher on standardized testing and they were trying to figure out why and um one of the ideas was that they play more they spend more time outside and it's encouraged uh i think if you it's crazy how when we get we start to build a career how we give up everything that makes us happy like and so and i think people defer happiness to these bigger things like I have to travel to Mexico for two weeks to be happy. It's like, I don't agree with that. Like if every day can't be joyous, it's, it starts to get like, why am I even doing this? I think you have to find things during your day that give you that thing that, so if like for me, like riding my one wheel at lunch makes me giddy or. So it was used to be you and I, we should go back to that. You, you and I would have like 30 minutes that we would like block out together, like unknowingly block it out. Oh, little, and we'd have like, we'll talk time. just like chat. See, and you, do you, it, do, would it, you agree with this? Between that, he and I, like, we love that, like, we're very emotional people. So that connection, that 30 minutes of, like, human connection helped both of us be like, okay, back in. Like, because we were able to feed that, like, oh, I have to feel emotion. I have to do something. Like, I'm starting to feel like a cyborg and it doesn't work for me. Yeah. And then he and I would chat about, like, bullshit for just TikTok 30 minutes. Stuff. Yeah, but it would be, like, good because we would get out what we needed to and have like, we would either emotion dump or like stupid shit. And then we would at like the 30 minute mark, we'd be like, okay, well time to go back. See now where I I would like as as someone who's hearing this is obviously just now. A non-emotional person uh, too. No, but I would tell you guys to even take that outside when it's nice. Like go outside and sit in a park Sure. And have that 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Like having lunch out on the patio. Or like you and I would walk to choice or something. Let me get something out. Let me say something. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. We talked. No, no, no. Cause like some, sometimes people will take this and like, go, go. <laughs> Cal's listening. <laughs> we lost Cal. <laughs> uh, your story about you sharing your stupid emotions on TikTok is riveting. Yeah. I'm I sure people are glued to the fucking screen right now. They're like, go back to the poop stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> go back to Chris talking. I think it has to be play. That's what I was trying to get at to try to fucking help add to your conversation, <laughs> douche. 
You guys this just not no improv. no. You guys just keep it in the office. I'm saying I, I think it has to be out of the office. I think the word play has to be more incorporated. To your point, if you're going to book time to share your emotions like females, go outside and do it. Oh my God, this is burnout, everyone. You came at me first, bro. No, I didn't. You came at me. I did not come. Tell at this you. guy to shut up I outside. Did not come at you. <laughs> I have two witnesses on the stand. He's really mad at the. No, I think operator. I think even people who book time away from the office, they make it a busy activity. Like I have to go to the gym and fucking grind, and it's like, how about you just go play on your skateboard? How about that? Well, before I was. You were not interrupted. You were not interrupted. Attacked, attacked on the witness stand by Erroneous. prosecution. That for our personalities, That's the AC. that was a relieving, like st- a stress relieving moment for us. Because we're yeah. both, we like to talk or talk through things in a different way. Like, so whether we would go walk to lunch or whatever it was, or just sit here for a few minutes, it was still like a total break in whatever we were doing and then we could come back to it. So I, I, I agree with the play walking talk, you know, whatever it is that you do jump rope. I don't give a shit, but for our personalities that worked really well. Yeah. I think producing music with my friends is playing. That's like a lot of fun. Like Carson's asked me, how do I work all day and then go make a song? It's like, cause I'm passionate about it. I think it's so fun when I, I'm tired after work, but as soon as I get to my boy's house, I'm like, oh, dude, I fixed that drum. I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's like, and like knowing you're going like, home to your Nintendo oh, set that you yeah, just got. That's my <laughs> video game is like, oh, I love this so much. I like get jazzed up and me and my friends are like dancing, even yeah. though we're still sitting and clicking around. We like, it's, it's playing. But we it's play also around. Different. Your brain is working in a different, you know, like you've switched that. You change environments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also changing environment. You say that a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's not my thing. It's a Tony Robbins thing that you if you got to break your pattern. Uh, I did that this morning because I knew I was going to be wrecked. I usually get up, eat breakfast, and shower. But I like got up and to like, just get me, my mind right, I just showered immediately and then ate breakfast and boogied. Huh. I know that's not like much of a thing, but I knew that if I went with my normal routine, I'd probably be more tired. Yeah. So I broke it just to kind of spice myself up a little bit yeah his thing is like uh you know like someone will be at a seminar and they'll be like my husband and he'll just go shut the fuck up and he'll, he's like i did that to break your pattern because you're in this like self-pity shitty pa- i think you just did scream that downstairs remember that was the only like sometimes you have to be like you have it to looks yeah. mean like that gina was panicking after her accident and she like wouldn't focus and i was like i yelled no, at her. He, he goes shut the fuck up and i was like oh Hello. I'm so sorry. Here we are. But it takes that like you have to like snap. You're like, oh shit. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Where it's like break an environment, a pattern, something to like get you to be like. On wow, Sunday, I was not thinking that. Okay. I start spiraling about like a girl thing, and I just asked. I was like, Yo, bro, slap me right now. And he slapped me, and I was like, Cool. Okay, we're back. Like I asked him to slap me. Yeah. Should get you. I think it worked. I think again, back to burnout. What what helps? What people have to learn, and hopefully you have a job where your boss. Let you walk outside for thirty minutes again, as long as you're as long as you're accomplishing things. Yeah, this isn't to be construed as like, dude, I just need to skateboard all day at work. Like, no one's saying that either. But like, but be honest about it. Like, I'm asking to go walk because right now I'm not wow, doing anything whoa, that's, productive. That's fucking deep. Because instead we say I need a break. And you're like, 
So it's like I. I was talking to you guys about sex the other day, and you were talking about girls, and I was like, have you ever just told a girl at the end of the night? You're like, hey, I'd, I think you're really attractive. I'd like to sleep with you today. Like, and like, Do you have 30 minutes? You know, yeah. Do you have a few seconds? When you go? <laughs> I'm 40, so do you got about... No, no, no. I think, but I think workplaces have to encourage that, which is what we've been doing at Koyos, is like encouraging this idea of like, if you feel sad or messed up or burnt out, come to someone and be like, hey, man, can I go for a walk? I'm feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. I'm just not going need- to be productive in that thing right now. I sometimes walk upstairs and talk to the people in the workspace, but then you've been walking by, you're like, Maddie, work. <laughs> so, uh, negates, so now when I'm downstairs talking to people, I'm like, like looking at the door the whole time. Like I was, uh, he's got PTSD. Uh, so he's like, ah, oh, yeah. oh sorry. Oh, Jesus, sorry. You, okay, but in my defense, you're very chatty, chatty. scatterbrained. Chatty chatty goes. If you don't rein Matt in, it's like, dude, I was talking to Alicia for three hours about sushi from Paris. Do you know, do you know downstairs that this is the... And but like, Matt's dude, personality is good if you're like, okay, we got to. But you respond to that where you're like, you're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You are good at that, bro. Like, not time. in a mean way, but if you're like, okay, time to, you're like, you're right. Okay. <laughs> I, I like mean, people. I had to do that with Jeff the other day at work where I was getting so overwhelmed with shit. It was like during, like you were hammering him about things. Jeff was hammering me about things. Kayla needed shit. And now Maddie and I were trying to figure out, this is the beginning of Amazon. Eesh. You and I were trying to figure shit out. Remember that's when I called you. I was like, can I talk to you for like 10 minutes? Oh yeah. Cause I didn't know how to get shit out. And I told Jeff, I was like, I am just going to drive for five. I have to get out for a second. And he was like, okay. But it was that no one asked me why, like, why are you, it was cause I was clear. I, Text him, man. I was like, do you have 10 minutes? I just need to like verbally vomit. I was like, no, respect my block. But then, but I also gave you the like space to be Helmet like, sticker. okay, I'm ready to hear. You were like, yeah. give me five. And then yeah, he was ready to hear my up. like verbal dump. So I put him in a space of listening, which is huge to put someone in that space. We talked yeah, about that. This is high level stuff. But it was also telling Jeff like, I'm going to hear your shit, but I have to fucking take a break for five minutes. Or yeah. I'm going to snap. Yeah. And I don't snap. Jeff's doing it right now. We're on know, a podcast and he's why. called me like 12 times. I know why though. They want, they're wiring right now. They want the wire instructions. Which they have. They now, want see, this is a perfect example of what fucking happens to people in a workplace. He's yelling, he's yelling. No, turn I my, am fucking yelling. No, down. it's frustrating. This is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. You fucking idiots have the wire instructions. So instead of fucking being adults and being organized and doing your fucking job, now you have to interrupt me and Gina 45 times during a fucking podcast because you can't figure your life out. And then it adds stress to us. And it's stressing And this me happens out. all fucking, because it's fucking horse shit. I know you're yelling and it's stressing me out. It's making me nervous. You have to call the CEO 48 times while he's booked on a podcast to fucking figure out wire instructions. What are you, 12? I mean, they're right there. And now it's my fucking, now it's my anxiety because you have anxiety. This is why people are fucking I'm burned sweating. out. I'm sweating. You should be sweaty. It's fucking horse shit. You should text Jeff a picture of a fucking It wasn't Jeff. Butthole. Two, two poops. It wasn't, it wasn't or fucking, Jeff. Or him too. Like you're, you're, you're a finance guy. You should have the wire instructions. I've sent them 18 times. By the way, this is a place in your life where you should create boundaries with people. If you've sent someone information and they're not adult enough to fucking store it somewhere, tell them to fuck off. Fuck you. I'm not your personal assistant. You don't pay me more money to keep track of your fucking shit. I sent it to you three times. The answer is no. Fuck you. Poop emoji. I fucking hate that. This is a perfect example of what we're talking about. This is burnout definition right here. Because I've gotten 35 phone calls for something that's as basic as fucking looking it up. Look in your Google, your Gmail. 
You can search it in the search little search the word bar. Wire. That's Literally search it right there. <laughs> and this guy's pounding away. He's pissed about it. This is a perfect example. I literally, Everyone, I, if you have the login, I literally I mean. just emailed this person and was like, your anxiety is not going to be mine. So no, I will call you when I'm done. If people could even learn Double that skill, jab. figure your shit out. Or you're going to make your people. Sweaty. No, that, that's what people do. And why we have burnout. People pass their anxiety to everyone else. And no one has the guts to be like, your shit isn't my shit, bro. I love you. I want the best for you. But don't put your anxiety on me unless I've given you fucking permission. Like I did that day. I'm going to prep somebody. I need to verbally vomit. Do you have five minutes? That made me With angry. Chris, it's now. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Do you need a hug? No, no don't no, touch him. Don't. Jesus, don't touch him. I need people to, to do their- You won't To the fuck down and do their job and act like adults. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> okay, fuck. Calm the, the fuck, fuck down. down. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No. What's it called? Uh, it's Guy Ritchie, dude. It's uh, the gentleman. I'm, I don't think I probably I probably saw it and uh, fell asleep. Colin Farrell's character, and the guy's he has a guy in the trunk, obviously, and he's his name is Fahawk. And he goes, "Okay, Fahawk, calm the Fahawk down," because he's like freaking out in the trunk. He's in the trunk of a car. Okay, let's make this fun again. Sorry, I just had an outburst. Was that with Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Yes. Dude, I saw that movie. That's a great movie. Great Fire. fucking movie. Fire. I mean, Guy Ritchie doesn't make anything, except for Aladdin. <laughs> Colin Farrell's sweatsuit game, though? Okay, let's go around the room. So what would be your, like, what is something every day you can incorporate? Uh, not being, not having the CEO scream. <laughs> well, that's inevitable. <laughs> you don't ever, you do get screamed at sometimes. Uh-huh. It makes me sweaty, and then I go inside. Why does that make you sweaty? It, well, no, I don't like like yelling, like elevated voice. It's probably just from years of gr- everybody around. You have me daddy yelling. issues. No, Everyone has daddy issues. I'm in an Italian family. Everyone just screams oh, for no reason. Chill. But fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, when people yell, it, like I don't know what to do, and the kid in me is yell like, back. No, the kid in me is like, okay, time to go. Like. I don't, I, it, okay. it's a, so let's stop talking about your childhood trauma and why? tell me it's what you think space. would make your day a little bit funner every day besides sharing your feelings with Maddie poopy over here. What <laughs> poopy ghost, poopy w- ghost. W- would it be like, <laughs> would it be like rollerblading? Would it be like, uh, uh, like if you, if we worked in a more remote area, if you could just walk out in the back and shoot some guns, would it be? Fuck yeah. If I got to shoot guns. Yeah. So, so how come at lunch almost three days a week, you don't go to the range and shoot guns? Uh, it's one thing that I haven't done yet that I'm I not asking you like, about why aren't you doing this? I'm just trying to figure out like, cause no, Carson and Maddie are point. right. Like I, if you could fit in just fun playthings during your week that aren't, you're not asking for four hours off. It's like, dude, I love to fucking shoot guns. So I go every three days a week and I shoot guns. No, that's, I bet I've that little about that. incremental thing would change most people's lives. No, I've wanted, I want to shoot competitively and there's a range right two minutes down the street from the facility. I just haven't done it because I'm overwhelmed all the time. So looking shit up like that is like, nope, that's one more thing I just can't do. Well, I've always said if you really care about it, you almost have time. anxiety. You'd almost have anxiety even driving there. Like, oh, of fuck. course. And then you let your phone, your thing comes up on your yep. wristwatch and it's like. The boss no, usually. No, just like right now. We need this. And you're like, you don't need anything. You don't, no, you don't. But we let it happen. And then your drive to the shooting range gets interrupted by some asshole 
who apparently has a fucking emergency. Like is someone invading your office right now that if I don't call you back, people are going to lose their lives because that's how it feels. Why can't you wait for 10 minutes? But then we're so connected to technology. It's like emergency. And then you're just like, fuck it and turn around. You go back to the office. I get, no, I get your feeling. It's like even going snowboarding during a weekday. You're like, oh fuck shit's falling apart. But is it, is anything falling apart? No, it isn't. That's an no. illusion. It's crazy how big it is in our brain. The story though. we tell ourselves. But it's massive. So shooting guns three days a week. It's no, it's just the overwhelming even side of trying to find that and like enroll in that and then go to the next step. Like just doing that right <laughs> now is like That's crazy. for me, I'm like, nope. <laughs> that seems like a, I see what you're saying. It feels like a lot to even get yeah, started. Like, Fuck it. <laughs> oh wow. I'll just go get coffee. That's the sign of burnout. It is. Mm-hmm. We're doing that seems overwhelming. Astronomical. Yeah. I'm like, I have to put my name on that. I was like that you have last to type week, it or dude. write it. That's, Fuck. That's deep. I can't write. I had to register you for your motorcycle class. Cause I was like, I like, I like had a little nervous breakdown. I was like, I got to, f-. and you that's like when I started making, I started like, making baby Christ. jokes. I was like, it's harder to get a fucking motorcycle license than it is to have a baby. I can just have a baby tomorrow. <laughs> I could go put a baby in someone, but to get I a motorcycle one. license, I have to go to four different sites, spend eight hours a day for two days. And it like stressed me out so bad. She was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then she Which is again, like, I take on everything where I'm like, I'll do it. Burnout. Because I have also that insane Burnout. ability to just do it all. I'll do it. I got it. I'll do it. Okay. We have about seven minutes left. Uh, Maddie, what's something you could do every week? That's not related to your computer. I need to sleep. Okay. I know. I mean, like, that's what I should, I would like to, I think I should rest more and not go redline all the time. Yeah, bro. I, I agree. You got to block it out. Yeah. You I can't started, burn the candle at both ends all the time. I started uh, blocking out every single thing that I plan on doing in a day. And that includes like sit making coffee early in the morning and just sitting listening to a podcast yeah wow and just doing that uh, allowed me to just think like all right what can i do in an hour i have eight hours in a working day like eight hours are gonna go to right right company right so two hours maybe like in the morning after i wake up okay that's like quiet time to chill and then like come five six what am I going to do? How am I going to use like that personal time to myself? You know, if I, whether it's like going out or, uh, I don't know, just like watching a show, I might have to block time, uh, to watch like inventing Anna. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If it's a show or a documentary that really matters to me. You seem like the kind of person though, that, that is more geared to that. Like where Maddie, I know Maddie blocks, but Maddie, you, you how I do I say this? Go bro. I know, but where, where am I going with this? That Carson, it seems, Cal, it seems more mm-hmm. in tune with your kind of type A. Um, I mean, I, I, where he's started, just like, it's like a brush fire all the time. Like, so, <laughs> so, for, so for work, we use Google sheets to block out our schedules. I, in my personal life, I use just the iCalendar on my computer. Um, but I've only started to, to do that, uh, this past year. But blocking shit out on a calendar just like gets it out of your mind because right now that's adding to fatigue. Mm-hmm. 
Right. No, it's big. Yeah. Just putting structure back in your own, like structuring even your life so like, like you would work. Yeah, Monday or early in the week, I block up my schedule, what I plan to do like after work or if I plan on cooking, right? Uh, having that on my calendar just like releases it from my mind and then come the morning, all I have to do is look at the calendar that I have for that day. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it reminds me like, oh, okay, like I blocked this time out to like grab a drink with a friend after work. So it's not stressful like that day where you're like, fuck, I forgot I have to go do that thing. Yeah, so I don't have all these things in my, and taking up unnecessary RAM in my mind, you know. Right. No, and I've told certain people in our company, and I got to get better at it too, is like, I get now why people have journals and take notes. It's to get stuff out or it just never, it, the brain has this thing where it makes a constant loop of unfinished business. Uh, yeah, take notes. We used to do it, uh, it was for a forced project, but where you have to, I forget what it's called. They do it in therapy all the time. You have to, you just start writing. A mind dump. But it's not like sentences. You just start like writing. It's like this mindless. Stream of conscious. Kind of, yeah, thing. where you're just like hungry food. Like you just start writing things out, but it's the same kind of like process of like, well, I got all the, everything that's just, Bracing. All work, no play makes many a dull ghost. <laughs> yeah. It just, but it's down and then it's not necessarily like something you need to refer to, but you've just dumped it where you're like, whew, that's out of here. And then your mind's not like, remember you were that, remember, remember, and you're like, oh my God, fucking hell. Like it, everything is just put right there and then you're done with it. Like at least the, the racing thought, not necessarily a plan, but the shit where you're just like, this is taking up so much space in my brain right now and it won't let me think about anything. Then start, things start falling through the cracks. You mm-hmm. miss a meeting. Yeah. Oh, I missed like four Terrible. meetings this week or like, or last week because I was like, Oh my God, I had so much like just going through my head. And then I tried to take my notifications off, which people like me can't do. Something we should talk about is how, uh, like CEOs just like in business industry, culture structure out their day. That's something that I've been looking to research. Like, how does Elon Musk like structure his day if he's working in, in blocks? Yeah, yeah. He does. Uh, you know, like there's a book everyone should read uh, called "The Power of Full Engagement," and it's the idea of blocking and how it's more productive. And I think every CEO has multiple assistants who are blocking their days for them. They probably reviewed the schedule the night before. They they pick and choose. Uh, I'm sure they're helping whittle down A versus B tasks. Uh, and they're blocking out their time uh, to the minute. A guy like Elon Musk, yeah, probably to the minute. Uh, I know from interviews, his primary focus is the engineering side of things. So he has a lot of managers around him who are managing the actual business where he's primarily focused on innovation and engineering. Um, I'm sure Steve Jobs was to the minute. Um, I'm curious as to how they started structuring their day in the beginning, just like as a young person. Like a young entrepreneur? Yeah, I don't know. They probably didn't. Uh, because I think structure becomes so important. So you're saying like a lone individual? Yeah, just like, okay, before you're the leader of a successful you know, tech company, uh, you know, just like people, these CEOs, like they seem unapproachable, but they're really just people. Uh, how do they start in the beginning? Yeah, you know? that's interesting. They have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. What was their tipping point? That is interesting. Like, how did 
Elon like originally start to put his day together that put him in the position to be able yeah. to have four companies that he's in charge and of. Elon is a, just an example, right? Or, you know, we could, you know, look at any artist. I think it going back to the war of art, like great book. Yeah. Great book. Understanding how a professional structures their day. It's like, routine. I don't think it's, I don't think it's as like, crazy as people would think. I think guys like Elon were so good at staying so focused on a single task that it made him rich. And then as he got into other companies, people started managing the schedule and management for him. I think, I think, I think there's no question that great people, and I'm not the best at it. I got to get better at it because I think the business for a while screwed me up um, because you are managing too much, which is why entrepreneurialism is really tough. And as you grow, you add people to get to points where you can focus on what you're good at. I think what great people are really good at doing is focusing on what they're great at and accepting things they're not. And the things they're great at is what fills their day. Uh, I've had a book, Matt and I have talked about on the podcast. There's a book, this guy studied every great artist of the last century and wanted to know their routines. All the great ones spend four or five hours a day on their craft. That's it. And then the rest of it was even Woody Allen. He's like, I write from eight to two and then I play jazz and drink drinks in the village. It's crazy though that when you focus on what you're good at for four or five hours versus 12, what you can accomplish. I mean, Hemingway wrote for five hours a day. That's it. Same thing with Stephen King. Stephen King will write a certain number of pages per day. Whether Just gets like, it out, yeah. Yeah, whether he's like creative or I've not. read his book on writing. It was amazing. Yeah. But you're right, he's a machine. And he's like, it's not good or bad or whatever. I, mean, I just that's write. What, that's what editing is for. Like, we right. know. Like, Maddie will use this term... Uh, grocery shopping, right? Yeah. What is that? So, so meta. Yeah, like when I am the meta. Uh, when I think of like ideas or when I'm working on something, you call it grocery shopping. And that's where you get all your ideas in there. Like you make your structure of the song or you make your rough cut of the video. And then the next step is we make the dinner. And that's oh. when you go and you sweeten it up and choose your ingredients. So, yeah. what I like about that is that there's a little bit of routine built into that. Mm-hmm. Like I know that the first draft that I'm working on is just the grocery shopping phase, mm-hmm. you know? And so like the next time that I come back to this project, after I've taken a break, after I changed my environment, you I'm going to see things yeah. in a different light, yeah. different perspective. Yeah. But blocking out that grocery shopping, then the actual cooking of the dinner is part of my routine that I use to avoid burnout. Yeah. Just like bounce back from it. Maybe. You like brain dump all your ideas and then you're ready to like, pick apart what you want. Yeah, and writers will do that, whether it's like speed writing. Yeah. And I was called like echolocation thinking. I know I've said this a bunch, but like when we're working on like logo designs or something, I'm like, don't get too wrapped up in one. Like just throw them all out. Throw five or six out and then see which one they like the most and then double down on that one. Right. Sifting. Just sift through everything. Yeah. Especially if you don't know which direction to go. It's like throw everything out, get your feedback back and then you'll go in. Yeah. Don't get like too hyper focused on one thing because it just might not work. Mm-hmm. And then you obsess over that one thing where you're like, it's not going to work anyways. So, Maddie, how do you avoid burnout? I think I feel like we. I asked, don't. I don't. <laughs> I feel like we asked you. Yeah, I, I feel. Oh, there we go. Thank God. The AC. Air, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm really bad at it. We're working on. I it. need to really work on myself. You and I both. <laughs> I am. I am what the kids say off the rails. You have no boundaries. I know. So everyone just takes from you. 
Jeff's the same way. He, and look too, life is like, here's one of the greatest analogies for life. Most people are the dog laying on the nail. This guy goes to his friend's house, his homie, his do- he's sitting on the porch having sweet teas, fits out a hard sweet teas. And he goes, hey man, your dog keeps moaning. What's wrong with it? Because the dog, every few minutes, the dog goes, oh, uh, uh, it's just laying on the porch. And finally the guy goes, what's wrong with your dog? And he goes, he's laying on a nail. The guy goes, why won't he move? And he goes, it doesn't hurt bad enough. All the things we talk about on these podcasts are fucking are going to hit people's face and they're never going to do shit about it because their life doesn't hurt enough. And it's the reason why people have to hit rock fucking bottom until they make changes. Uh, it's almost why I don't love the self-help industry because you can hear all the shit and you can regurgitate it like an asshole, but until your life fucking hurts bad enough or you want it bad enough, you won't make a change for you. Maddie, you might have to hit full fucking burnout before you're like, Cause you're not going to listen. I'm not coming at you. I'm the same no, way. Yeah. I'm, I, I'll muscle shit until I fucking have a nervous breakdown. and want to have a gun to my head. And then I'm like, maybe I should make some changes for me. Back to the other episode of Molly therapy was the first time I was like, dude, fucking get out of your own way, bro. Calm the fuck down, which doesn't seem like I'm very calm now, but it's one of those things that makes me impassioned. Cause like most people are laying on the nail yeah. and it doesn't hurt bad enough. Can I be extra open? Uh, no. Okay. Yes. Go ahead, buddy. The other night I texted one of those crisis lines. What do you mean? Like, you know, those like, not that you're going to kill yourself line, but I was just like, I need someone else to talk to. So Sometimes I te- those help. I mean, I texted a crisis line. Wait, bro. Person. So were you, that's fucking heavy. Were you suicidal? It was when I was sick on like Monday, Tuesday. I was just so sick because I burnt out and I got really sick. And then I, uh, I texted one of those lines. I was like, yo, I've never done this, but this is all my feelings right now. Uh, I don't know if you have any insight. How did it go? It went pretty good, but they're like, I mean, you can read, I'll show you the text, but. Uh, Sometimes though, that helps I because it's to not someone get it out. you know. It was like 11 o'clock. Wait, why didn't you feel like you could call me or her or someone you love or. I kind of just want like an outsider's perspective just to validate like my feelings. Because everyone's like, man, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. But sometimes you need that. That helps an unbiased person to say, oh, I understand that. Instead of like someone that you know that can then hold on to that information in a way. Sometimes it's, you know, like a therapy. It's uh, like ther- therapy. I see what you're saying. You're like, like, I, I don't want to call my boss and sound like a pussy or, or, yeah. or call sound me weak. When or, you know you can yeah. call me, but then Fuck. that information then lives with me. So it's, sometimes it's better to. Like going to a therapist, we're like, I'm gonna dump this on you because yeah. I was like, I think I hit rock bottom. It was the other night when I texted a crisis line. I hate that name, wow, crisis dude. line, though, because you're like, could it be just like a help? I was in a crisis. <laughs> we're in a crisis, <laughs> but it, it kind of it helps. It was like a good Go resource. I was like, I'm glad that they have those. And I like research. Like, please don't bill me extra money. <laughs> That's what I was. Because then we're in a real can crisis. Can we take a moment to tell everyone who ever hears this that if you need help ask for it. Call the line, call someone, call anybody. Yeah, like, I, I really like last year in the last year really made me realize cause I've been trying to muscle it my whole life. That depression is real. Burnout is real. Sadness is real. Suicide is real. And it can get really dark That's really fast. When you are burnt out, what happened? Yeah, I just had the negative self-talk come back and I was like, God damn it. 
I'm doing this again. Like, why am I doing this? And then I, so I just like texted. I was like, I keep saying that I'm a dumb asshole and like constantly. But you've changed in the sense that you now recognize it. Yeah. And, and I see it coming. I'm like, God. But then that made me more fresh. I was like, God damn it, man. You're fucking hating yourself again. This is the dumbest thing. And I got more mad at myself. I was like, there's, there's gotta be something. What about therapy, bro? Have you ever like, I've, seeing a therapist oh, regularly? Dude, when I got diagnosed, uh, they diagnosed me with acute adjustment syndrome and they gave me a therapist and then she ghosted me <laughs> and they charged me. <laughs> they charged me and then I kept rescheduling and then I never went to it. That's a bad Yelp review. I know. It was so bad. Hold on. That's yeah, a negative star. I got ghosted Hold by my on, therapist, dude. dude. Oh. Not funny. It's, it's like the worst That's thing I've funny. ever fucking heard. That's so not funny. It's like a beaten dog who then gets to, a, he's like, dude, I'm going to get adopted. And the guy kicks it in the face and they shut the gate back. And they're like, no, you're not. That's why I think that girl would text me back. Cause she showed my house. He's like, Oh, homeboy's going through it. Huh? Oh, Jesus. Oh, he's biting the microphone. Wipe again. your camera <laughs> wipe your counter down, bro. Why man? <laughs> it's a counter. That's what it's for. Oh yeah, we we're supposed to make this funny again. Well, let's wrap that. Oh, it's a good way to end. Don't burn out. Yeah. It's serious. No, that's what it's real though. It is real. That's a proof of it. It's fucking real. And, and if you're like you and I, we just hold it and hold it. It's crazy when you're in that tired state. How easy it is to be like, fuck it, fuck this. Yeah, I feel like crying now. Like just saying it out loud. You yell at me because I always hey, can get. We, can we stop and acknowledge how brave that was? That he just yeah, did that. Seriously. Can we acknowledge? Can we do a hand clap? I was really brave, buddy. Thank you. Proud of you. But I'm proud of you for doing that. Those lines, they're there for a fucking reason. Yeah. And those people are willing to accept and hear what you're saying and validate that. Where some, if you were to text a friend that maybe wasn't in that space, that was it could have gone yeah, worse. Like, Daddy, maybe we maybe we end on that to let people know that burnout is serious. Maybe when you end the podcast, we can put up. Put that lineup. Yeah, yeah. Put the line up. Yeah. Like the I texted. I'll yeah. even put it in the description of the. Yeah. The video. I mean, you yell at me because I freak out about going on vacations, but that's part of, I think, I never used to be like that, but I think it's that thing of like, I have to shift to another decision now. Gina and I have canceled. And it's not working Gina and I have canceled $10,000 worth of trips in the last 12 months because it would get to the day of, and I'd be like, I can't fucking, li- I can't. And it, it's like, yeah. So me trying to pack something that's not yeah. PTSD and burnout like a normal work outfit where I'm like leggings and a shirt boom done but going having mm-hmm. to, an outfit to go somewhere I'm like um I pack so much and wear uh, one thing yeah. <laughs> all the time I'll end up wearing all the right, same we gotta thing. wrap this up uh, we love you guys if you need help in life reach out follow Maddie's bravery Maddie proud of you bro that was brave thank you call someone ask for help yeah, um, it's all there Help is there. You and just don't burn to. out. Don't burn out. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not. All right. Love you guys. Love Bye. Y'all. See ya.